Hello, beautiful people. It is a glorious Monday, March 7th, 2022, and this sports show shall begin right now. Yeah! Can't thank you enough for joining us. It was a beautiful weekend. I hope you had the same today as a day where we talk about sports, and there's a lot uh-huh. to chatter about. Is any of it real? We have no idea, but there's a lot of fugazi bullshit floating out there. We have Aaron Rodgers skeptics saying that maybe his four teams are torn, tearing him apart, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Is he going back to the Packers? Who knows? Did we all think he maybe would have gave his answer by now? Yes, mm-hmm. but allegedly Denver, Tennessee, <laughs> and Pitt. Pittsburgh are still Whoa. in the running, and they all have deals in place <laughs> for Aaron if he was to make it. Now, Green Bay Packers have come out and continuously said, uh, we have not heard a single offer yet. So I guess Denver, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh in-house have crafted together their own picks, maybe, or their own trade on what they would do to get Aaron Rodgers. We will talk to A.J. Hawk in one hour from now. He was at the wedding this weekend that this dude was officiating. Now. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about him officiating that wedding this weekend is, uh, you know, he's got the long hair right now. He had a suit on. At one point, before the groomsmen got up there, and before, obviously, the bride and their crew came, he was standing up in front of a congregation, you know, looking away. That had to look like David fucking Koresh. Yeah. <laughs> had to look like yeah. the Davidians mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Had, I hope there's photos that will continue to be released. I guess there was an all-star cast out there to celebrate Bakhtiari getting married. Congrats to Bakhtiari. Yeah. Congrats yeah. to Bakhtiari. But we had Boots on the ground with a big old jaw who was able to listen, hopefully, to what everything was going on. What did he hear and what is happening? Once again, the internet has reported that Aaron will make his decision by tomorrow. And that might be because the franchise tag window ends tomorrow at 4 p.m. So who and where will Aaron Rodgers end up at is a fascinating question. I'm riding alongside everybody else. Got a lot of tweets telling me that he's coming on this show to tell everybody tomorrow. Once again, just like last week, that I don't believe that is the case. Shit. I have not been told a single thing. Cannot wait to hear how that whole thing goes. There's people on TV that we've never seen before saying that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is incredibly selfish for thinking mm-hmm. like this and doing this. And maybe that's because you don't have anything to talk about. But also because we did assume this was going to be wrapped up a lot sooner than it currently has. This is a massive decision for Aaron Rodgers. A man who I've not talked to since last time you've seen him on here when we learned that he was pooping and puking at the oh, same damn time right. for about 12 days. That's big time conversation another big conversation Lamar Jackson is still without a long-term deal with the Baltimore Ravens he was on the shop he talked about wanting to become a champion and being a billionaire how he handles his business going forward is going to be fascinating because everybody knows he and his mom represent him it's not an agent it is him making this decision it is it would be him going to the Baltimore Ravens and saying hey this is what I want this is how it wants to go I'm excited to watch along everybody assumes that they'll franchise tag him to time so he's like three years away from becoming a free agent that's a lot of football left to be played excited to see how he maps that entire thing up big news for us and for the world Mm -hmm. Kirk Herbstreit Thursday Night Football on Amazon congrats Herbie that's awesome 
It is being reported that that is the case. I may or may not have texted the source directly a few days ago before <laughs> everything else came out. I believe it is happening, so congratulations. Wow. Hey, to and welcome to the Men's League, pal. Yeah. It is great to have you in the NFL. He is obviously an absolute monster at what he does. Flawless, smooth, very calm, calculated. Been there, done that with every type of game through his years at ESPN and the biggest college football games every single Saturday night. National champions. He's called Monday night football games he's called sunday afternoon games for the nfl this dude is a wizard at color commentary and i think the amazon folks although they might have missed on troy and they might have missed on some others they found a home run with kirk herbstreit who the internet is reporting will still be doing college game day and still be doing college football which is what he has said since the very beginning on this show i love college football never give it up but if i get a chance to do something else i might dabble now it's with amazon who knows how many millions this is going to be because allegedly they were offering sean mcveigh 20 million a year allegedly now was sean mcveigh saying that just so he can get a new deal with the rams possibly but allegedly that is how that whole thing went down troy aikman just signed for 17 and a half m's on monday night football thursday night football with amazon let's assume this dude's getting paid mm -hmm. a lot of money yeah. congrats herbie, hey, herbie. herbie. Herbie's always been very good to us, very nice to me, and I can't thank him enough. And I think he'll be a great uh -huh. asset to the NFL. And, and, you know, if he ends up falling in love with it, go ahead and commit full-time oh, sure. to the men's league. Might as well. Uh, the boys are here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor. Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Don! Cowboys was here. Let's start with you, Ty. We all assumed that the Packers were where... Aaron Rodgers was going to remain. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That sentence made sense, right? Yeah, yes. you did. The, because Packers is plural, so you would use were, mm -hmm. right? And where is there also a destination? We thought he would stay there. We thought this thing was wrapped up like a week, week and a half ago. But it turns out he is torn. Now, was he torn because he didn't want to make a decision before Bakhtiari's wedding? Because he knew that if he said, hey, I'm going back to the pa uh, Packers, that Bakhtiari wedding would just become an Aaron Rodgers celebration back at the Packers? Or do you think there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers, for the first time in his career, is getting a, you know, a, a sniff of maybe some other places that are interested, getting a chance to learn about some other teams, seeing if the grass is green or anywhere else? And does that worry? you at all Ty Schmidt. to be honest I didn't the entire time since the season ended I didn't think there was any way he was going to go anywhere but to the Packers but you start hearing the reports that he is torn and I think I always thought that when he told us he would come back soon the sooner he he got it done the better because the long I mean he said last year you know like retirement doesn't really scare him anymore he was kind of worried about that a little bit he didn't know what life after football was then he like. jumped off some waterfall exactly right. he was singing taylor swift in the kitchen yeah. uh, you know karma all the stuff that he's you know finding out that he really enjoys the longer he kind of waits and like has to think about it i think maybe the longer it is like hey maybe retirement isn't that that bad of an option i still think ultimately he is going to come back to the packers and like I mean, you mentioned it. Like, the media is always going to say whatever. They're going to spin whatever bullshit yarn. It's like, if any if, if anyone would know, I feel like it would be someone from this office or AJ or something like that. I mean, we've had the guy on every week. So, to think that he would just all of a sudden, you know, like, all these people on the outside are, all have a better idea of what he's actually going to do than we potentially would, I don't necessarily buy that. Not that he's going to tell us before he makes a big decision or whatever, but... I just you read all that stuff. It's like okay, well, yeah. If if you aren't happy with who your quarterback is right now, then you probably are putting some sort of hypothetical trade together. If he hasn't signed with the Packers yet, if you think you can get him, you're going to try to get him. But I ultimately think 
with the Bakhtiari stuff too in the wedding, I think you're right. I mean, Michael Silver already tweeted something about it. And <laughs> Bakhtiari had to take time out of his day to be like, hey, well, what, what the fuck? What the actual fuck, Mike? Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, what is the deal? Because Mike Silver, who I don't like, I think he's a piece of shit, but he is somebody who has... You know, done some stuff for the. I have actual personal beef uh-huh. with this mm-hmm. guy, so I don't like him. He's done a lot to the game, though. He says today Packers left tackle David Bakhtiari is getting married in California. Aaron Rodgers is set to officiate it. Matt Lafleur will be there. Rodgers is likely to tell the Packers what he wants to do by Tuesday afternoon. Timing is kind of wild. Now Tuesday afternoon would also reflect the franchise tag ending day, mm-hmm. which he Aaron Rodgers has admitted because of the Devonte Adams situation. And then Bakhtiari goes, "Like, what the fuck this is my wedding day, dude?" Come on. Exactly. What do we even got going on? Which I enjoy. Bakhtiari might have had a couple booze too before right. he got Maybe. in there and sent that tweet. Mm-hmm. Mike Silver's been around. I don't like him, but he's been around, mm-hmm. so he has his sources. Everybody seems to have their sources. Florio has his sources. Right. Rappaport has his sources. Silver has his sources. There's a lot of conversation. And then immediately upon those people announcing that stuff, Everybody on the internet who doesn't like Aaron starts going, oh, of course, this guy wants the attention about him. He wants attention about him. It's like, it's not him reporting these. It's everybody else reporting yeah. these. And the reason why the conversations continue to happen is because there's nothing else to talk about. So if you want to bash Aaron because of this, I think you could potentially bash him for his silence, for how long it's taking. But the fact that there is potentially other teams in the running and he's torn and everything like that, that's not him. That's everybody else reporting it, not Aaron. And I don't want to be the guy who always has to come out and say like, Yo, Aaron doesn't deserve the heat that he's getting. In this particular case, I guess with how long it's taking, people could get impatient in it all. Sure. But whenever all the rumors and hearsay start kicking out there from anonymous sources, like that's not him. That's either league sources telling right. other people. That's what uh, maybe somebody within the Packers building thinks is going to happen. Mm. Who knows if any actual decision makers or people in the know are saying any of this stuff. But it has certainly gotten a lot more fascinating over the weekend. And you can already tell they're kind of starting to lay the tracks for that narrative of that he is you know, a selfish prima donna asshole who just wants to get paid more because Who's it came that out- woman in for Greenberg this morning? No I've never clue. seen her before. Let off the show. Let off the show with Aaron's incredibly selfish for delaying this. It's like, I don't know who you are. Okay, and Orlovsky was like, I, I don't think it's that selfish for this guy to make a lifetime decision, you know, and he's taking right. some time to do it. And then Dominique Foxworth, who I don't know if he's normally on Aaron's side. I'm not 100% sure. He goes but, back and forth. But he was even saying, like, the player here has a little bit of leverage and yeah. say he's a two-time MVP. And this is the first time he's ever really had the chance to think about life could be with another team. So that could take some time. And maybe Aaron didn't expect it to take this amount of time. Maybe Aaron thought after the punch of karma, he had his entire mind cleared. It, uh, by the way, that lady's probably really good at what she does. But, like, who the fuck are you to say yeah. that Aaron... Like, you know what I mean? Come on. You just expect it at this point, though. You know, it's like, I mean, they, they have at least... Swaggoo to- even hopped Oh Yeah, it is selfish. Yeah. Swaggoo's what? The vaccination police. That's why he started hating Aaron Rodgers in this entire thing. Well, I love Swaggoo, too. <laughs> like, I'm a big fan of his, but uh, it is incredibly selfish. What... Everybody knows that he's trying to figure out what his future is. Like, if because it isn't happening on their timeline, it's selfish or whatever. Like, what the fuck? I don't understand it. I would never understand it, but I'm not Aaron Rodgers. And, I mean, if you want to bury him for, you know, signing up to drink parasites to poop and puke and stuff, right. you can do that. But also when it's like the rest of his life, the rest of his career and his legacy decision, I assume he didn't think it was going to take this long. It is taking a lot longer than thought, but... Just immediately labeling him a selfish individual is just like continuing to paint a narrative that I don't think is necessarily factual. I was also thinking about it this weekend in the grand scheme of things. Like, yeah, it's probably not as quick as we would have wanted him to decide or expected him to. But remember, like last year, it was, you know, a fucking week before training camp. It was like, what the hell's going on here? I mean, it's still only March that 
there is no official deadline until tomorrow at 4 p.m. So, like, I mean, maybe it was wishful thinking to think that he was just going to do it last week and it was all going to be, you know. I thought that's when it was going to happen. So oh, did yeah. I. I think so we did all I. did. So did I. But then as it kind of started to drag on a little bit more, it's like, okay, well, they're still negotiating. Like, I again, I still think he's going to be a Packer. So who is that lady that's hosting? I, I, I didn't. I turned it on this morning while I was doing the Stairmaster. I turned it on. I'm like, all right, here we go. Get up. I enjoy get up. They got a lot of researchers over there. But obviously, somebody was telling her, like, don't you think this is selfish? That's an asshole, right? Guy's selfish? Selfish? It's like, all right, are we are we really covering sports now, or are we just trying to paint narratives about people that we don't ne- really understand? I think Aaron's obviously not a very, you know, normal person. Like, I don't, By the way, no way. Mount Rushmore in the history yeah. of football, like, that's not going to be normal. But I just, I don't know. That whole, he's selfish, it's like... Is he? I guess because he wants to think about his future for a little bit. He wants to decide where he's going. I just I don't understand. Well, I'm thinking how long it takes to go on Yelp and Zillow for I don't know twenty some odd NFL cities and see where he wants to go the most and like research these cities. Got to go visit all these cities and buy get the property in all of them. And, and look, at raw land and yeah. Yeah. look at the rosters of all these teams. I mean, it's a lot of time. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think there's a lot that goes into it. Plus, you know, Denver. You got great laws over there. Right? Uh-huh. I, I'd be cool to go visit them out there. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. out there. It is very beautiful. And everybody says their team is ready to go, even mm-hmm. though I don't. I mean, this is just like last year when everybody's yeah. like, he's going to Denver. And if he goes to Denver, they'll win a Super Bowl or whatever. I'm like, Denver? Really? And I think it's because they're in that AFC West division that kind of you rule everybody else out. It's just like the Raiders. Raiders never really get talked about. Broncos never really get talked about. Chargers never really get talked about because it's a Chiefs division. Mm-hmm. But maybe if the Broncos, if he goes over to Broncos, Maybe Devontae Adams goes over okay. there. Yeah. And if he goes anywhere with Devontae, who knows how it's going to go? What if he goes to the Titans? Even though the Titans have come out and said, Ryan Tannehill's our quarterback. There continues to be reports from around the NFL that the Titans are in on Aaron Rodgers. What does that mean? Probably nothing. We don't know. Yeah. People could just make things up. We learned last week from Daniel Jeremiah that some of his mock drafts in the past were actually <laughs> created by his 13-year-old kid. That's right. Mm-hmm. So whenever we hear about reports from anonymous league sources, who is that? We have no idea. Yeah, and like people who are saying he's selfish clearly don't think about the fact that, and you said this last week, Matt Stafford leaves, he wins a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady leaves, he wins a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning leaves, he wins a Super Bowl. It's like, if he wants to take a couple weeks to figure out, like, okay, if I go to a certain few places, there's a massive chance that I could probably take that team to, you know, the next level. Like in Tennessee, if it's him and Devontae and A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry and, and Julio and Mike Vrabel and Taylor Lewan, that team, I feel like, would be ready to go, which it, sucks for the Colts. But who yeah, cares? it absolutely sucks for the Colts. And how come Indianapolis is not anywhere on that list? That is. Carl's a guy. That's why he's a goddamn right. ball. He player. ain't leaving. He ain't going anywhere. Aaron's Carl like, is looking to be returned for another year. Yeah, most likely. You think Aaron was like, I don't know if I can beat Wentz out. Well, yeah, I'm probably he did. Well, after that Jim Rome interview, I don't know if he thinks because Mason like that, the, the confidence yeah, there. Mason had know. a rough interview with Jim Rome. I mean, that was not necessarily his uh, finest moment, but also, I don't think I think the Steelers are in for whoever as well. Oh yeah, yeah. not Many as much more. as the Commanders. Well, the yeah. Commanders, the Washington <laughs> Commanders. There was a report last week, and it was headlined yeah. that the Commanders reached out to the Chiefs about Mahomes. The commanders have reached out to every single team about their quarterback situation, allegedly. Now even more is coming up. They reach out to Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Ian Rappaport reported, how serious are the commanders in their search for a QB? Sources say they made a strong offer for the Seahawks on Russell Wilson. It 
didn't go anywhere, but a sign Washington is ready to deal. And given what they have on their roster, they may be a QB away. Oh, wow. What? Maybe. Oh. Got Scary Terry catching the rock, and then obviously on the defensive side of the ball, you got the young stud, Chase, mm. kind of pillar over there. But Ron Rivera said, listen, I don't know how many more years I'm going to be coaching. We got a brand new name. We got a brand new ownership, right? The wife is now in charge mm -hmm. of running things. We got a whole new building. Our stadium's still probably going to leak poop juice. Ugh, have to. Every once time. in a while and fall apart. But it'd be nice if we had a new quarterback for this brand new era we're about to enter. And they think that if they get a QB, they're going to be able to win some games. NFC East is, you know. Sure. Wide open. Yeah, yeah, always is. Wide open. You get a guy. So if they get Russell Wilson in D.C., that's a place where Russell would want to go, right? Yeah, he's yeah, from right there. From right there. Yeah. yeah, some of the reports, I guess, are that maybe, you know, Louis DiBiase. Lou. What up, Lou? I think that was my doctor's name. Louis DiBiase? DiBiase is definitely a name. Doc DiBiase. The bias, right? Wasn't there one of those was uh, pronounced the bias? Is that DiBiase right there? Looks like a DiBiase to me. I don't know if he's uh, related to the Million Dollar Man or not, but. Yeah. I think it was DiBiase. Maybe it was just the Million Dollar Man. <laughs> <laughs> million Dollar Champion. Louis DiBiase. <laughs> just said on NFL Network, the offer Seattle turned down from Washington from Russell Wilson involved multiple first-round picks. Again, got to wonder if it is because Wilson and the Seahawks want to keep this thing going or because Wilson has no desire to be a commander. Oh, okay. He said, we are not commanders around here. Maybe that's the case. Maybe Seattle is, you know, Pete Carroll said, we are not shopping our quarterback. Yeah. But people might be coming to the store. So if that is something that Seahawks fans are just going to have to understand is going to happen. And until it all gets settled, which I guess is next season, that's just going to be a constant conversation piece because Russell Wilson, just like Aaron Rodgers, just like Deshaun Watson before the 22 allegations that were very, very serious and they, justice, you know, whatever happens there, they all saw quarterbacks leave, get more control, be much more happy, and win. So if you're one of those guys that's up in the top elite echelon of quarterbacks in the NFL, you can't help but be, get a little nosy, I'd assume. See, hey, you know what? Peyton was cut from Jim Mercy 10 years ago today. Wow. <laughs> 10 years ago today. Anniversary. Peyton Manning was cut Jeez. from the Indianapolis Colts. And he goes over to Denver. John Elway says, hey, um, here's the keys to the building. I got to go run like 45 car dealerships anyways. Right. Good luck. All right. So good luck out there. Boom. They win a Super Bowl. Go to another one. And Tom Brady, you know, after getting offered a deal allegedly from the Patriots, mm -hmm. goes down to Tampa. Hey, here's the keys. Do whatever the hell you want. Boom. Immediately wins a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford, after 12 years in Detroit, I'm not saying a damn thing, finally says, you know what? It's time to move on. After the seventh regime change and mm -hmm. all these losses and inevitable misery right around the corner for another season. Get me out of here. And Sean McVay, while they're down at a Cabo uh, restaurant or uh, resort, says, why don't you come over to L.A., pal? Matthew Stafford goes over there. They go all in. Bang! Wins the Super Bowl. It's hard, I would assume, as somebody who knows that your entire legacy is going to be judged upon how much you win, how often you win, how many rings you have, and the stats that you have. Not to see what everybody else is doing and winning and not think, maybe I should do that myself. It's interesting. It's only going to heat up as this continues to go. Kyler Murray wants a new deal before mm -hmm. the draft. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Kyler Murray wants a new deal before the draft. I don't know if that's going to If Joey Burrow, Joey Burrow needs to just say, I ain't playing until you guys give me yeah. $400 million. Mm -hmm. Seriously. If you're a good quarterback right now, the world is your 
your oyster, uh-huh. and you need to dive in there. Well, I mean, and when you look at the NFC, too, if Kyler signs that long deal, he's probably the only one of the only young guys. That's why, back to Aaron, like, that's why you should stay in the NFC, right? Like, on the AFC side. I don't think any of these quarterbacks are at the top or worried about anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everybody's talking about, oh, he wouldn't want to get Russell Wilson wouldn't want to go to uh, the Broncos or wherever because he's in Patrick Mahomes division. I don't think any of the top guys care. Just not even thinking about I, it. I don't think they yeah. care at all. I honestly don't believe that. Tom Brady just went right into Drew Brees' division. True. True. I'll go right down into here. True. Noodle arm Brees. I mean, that was a good Yeah, one. but the Saints <laughs> were a buzzsaw yeah, yeah. at the time. You know? well, yeah, they won the division even. Bingo. Yeah. See, here we go. I'm going to go yeah. try to win that. I don't think anybody cares about that whole thing as much as we do. Although, if we were to map out somebody else's decisions, it'd be like eh, much easier if they're on the NFC, I think. <laughs> yeah. But to win it, you're going to have to beat everybody anyway. Well, and also, I think that with like the trade stuff, that's why it's so interesting, especially when you talk about Rod about how the the front office basically said like hey we'll help facilitate a trade if you're not happy anymore but you look at like him and russell wilson like teams are offering allegedly you know three first round picks a couple starters in return and like that's still not enough to to get these guys so you wonder is there ever even going to be an offer that any of those teams deems okay to, to give up these guys. Yeah, and that was uh, allegedly the big agreement before last season that Aaron had with the Packers was this year we'll do this, and then if you want to leave next year, we'll make it happen. Then now it's coming out like the Packers aren't going to agree to any of these trades. It's right. like, well, that wasn't – I thought that wasn't what the – that's a business, I guess. Yeah, in yeah. good faith. Uh, joining us now, switching sports, is a man who knows everything about the association. Oh, yeah. Which is happening currently. Mm-hmm. 56 points is what LeBron James uh-huh. just dropped Ooh. the other day mm-hmm. right in front of Matthew Stafford. Uh, so he's all the way back. Uh-huh. Are the Lakers going to make a playoff push? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my God. How about the Nets? Seem like they kind of yeah. stink. Yeah. Are they dead? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And Zion Williamson oh, yeah. walking around with the bumpus Hans <laughs> uh-huh. in the middle of a grocery store. Is yeah. he back to tell us? everything happening in the NBA ladies and gentlemen senior insider for the stadium and athletic ladies and gentlemen friends of the show Sean Sharania what's up dude Pat are you ready for Wrestlemania Uh, hey listen I'm in the process okay I'm in the process I've been heavy on the Stairmaster I've been ketoing I'm starting to see the weight already start to peel off the arms are already starting to get a little bit more ripped up the abs are starting to come in there the explosion in the legs is already coming back just days back into this routine I'm feeling damn good Shams thank you go ahead and crack that inside information if you'd like to pal See, I saw that the other day, and I'm, and, and I was just like, "Yo, I got to cover this." So I'm, I can't wait to watch it, though. Well, Sean, so I want to let you know. I want to let you know that's a bad picture of me. Okay, <laughs> I was like two sixty five, two seventy. You look way too nice. You look way too nice in that picture. Come on, Pat. Well, thank you. Well, in this particular case, you know, I am. I'm living a dream. Yeah, be a WrestleMania. The guy I'm wrestling right there, Austin Theory, which I didn't know was happening until he came out and literally smacked me in the head. Okay, then he ran off like a little card. I had no idea. <laughs> This dude's like 24 years old, little thirst trap, little bitch. Oh, jeez. Oh, Give it a breath. I've seen little rats like this before. Yeah, uh-huh. Hey, listen, filter face. I ain't got <laughs> no problem smacking you around, but I'm going to have to get back in shape. Ain't nothing to worry about. I'll be there. Hey, Shams, I'm excited for it. I'm pumped for it. Thank you for asking. There's a lot that's going to take place, though. You know what I mean? I'm going to get back in the ring. Oh, oh hell yeah. I'm going to have to get back <laughs> in the ring. I'm going to have to do the entire thing. Shoot. Get these legs out. Hey! You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Get in there. Hell yeah. uh, let's talk about your sport, Chomps. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. 
Hey, that picture of Zion Williamson holding the bump his hands while they're standing up on, uh, I would, that guy's wearing Jay's, uh, Jordan sweats. I don't know if that guy's with Zion or not with Zion. He's wearing a turtleneck with a chain. Is this in Portland or New Orleans? Because you reported that Zion is the return to New Orleans. They have just won four straight games. They're getting a playoff push. Zion's cleared for action. Are the Pelicans going to win it all with Zion back in action, Shams? That was in New Orleans. Uh, Zion Williamson returned to New Orleans on Friday. And listen, to me, the fact that he's in New Orleans means that in his mind, he's going to be trying to get back and trying to ramp up eventually to try to play. There's about a month left in the season. You have less than 20 games left in the year. So Zion Williamson, if, if a return this year wasn't really in the cards, I mean, you probably just end up staying in Portland for the remainder of the season. But the fact that he's now come back to New Orleans and – uh, he was making the rounds all day over the, you know, all day Sunday. Really, I saw he went to church, uh, some okay. some Baptist church on Sunday morning, and he was in the grocery oh, store. He was seen time. all over town, you know, having meals and and just doing whatever it is he wants to do in New Orleans, which is exactly, you know, this is exactly what New Orleans and the Pelicans have wanted. You know, enjoy the city and become one with the city. And so he was able to do a little bit of that on Sunday while the team was in Denver. Uh, I would expect him to start, uh, you know, re ingratiating himself within the team this week um, and try to make a comeback this year. But if, but I know for sure the Pelicans are going to be very cautious and, and I haven't gotten a sense that or a sign that he's going to be able to return this year. Uh, if anything, with just so little time left in the season, it's just going to be tough for me to see the Pelicans clear, clearing him for basketball. But uh, it is a positive step in the right direction for Zion Winston to be back in New Orleans and try to at least make a comeback before the year is out. So you said they're not going to play him? I think that unless he makes a remarkable turnaround and really starts – because, listen, he's been clear to gradually progress in basketball activities, which means that he's going to start ramping back up again. It'll start with non-con- uh, non-contact work, then one on O's, then, then, then you know, the progress continually, two on O, three on O, four on O, five on O, and then hopefully go f- try to scrimmage five on five. Now, it, will he get to that point in time before the end of the regular season? That's that's what we'll see. But usually, what was he doing like in Portland? Multiple multiple weeks, and there's only what so was he doing in Portland? Well, I thought that's what he was doing in Portland. What yeah. are we even talking about? Well, in Portland, he was doing a lot of individual works. The, the the team wasn't in Portland with him, so he was just doing a lot of one-on-one stuff and it's trying possible. to get his his foot right. Again, he fractured his foot last summer. He was supposed to be back by now. David Griffin, the Pelicans, they all said he'd be so back um, yeah. for opening <laughs> night. He wasn't able to come back opening Unlikely. night. Uh, obviously, he had multiple setbacks. Uh, for, so for right now, there was a lot of confusion. Would he have another surgery? Would he be done for the year? The fact that he doesn't have to go under the knife, it is a positive sign. But as of right now, he, to me, he's still facing an uphill battle to try to get back on the court. As much as in his mind, he feels like he might be able to make a return. So Zion and the Williamson team, including pastor at Baptist Church, who blessed him. Oh, my God, Zion's back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my, amen, amen, amen. Oh my God, he's back. They all think he's ready to go, but you're saying it will be the Pelicans who ultimately, potentially say, nah, you're not ready yet because they don't think he can run in their system. They don't think he can keep up. What do you think it will be because of? I mean, it's going to be because he, he, he won't return if he's not 100% in shape, right? If he's not in basketball shape, if he's not in conditioning shape. If what, he's was not he what was he doing? What was he doing in Portland? I don't understand. 
difference though between doing one-on-one work without any type of real program or real structure versus actually trying to get as part of a team structure. So I, I, I think that it's a much bigger and a different setting for him to be in New Orleans, be at the facility, be training with trainers, uh, with coaches, and being around that, that program and that structure versus um, you know, being a part of something that's obviously much, much more dialed down, which is his own one-on-one training. Oh, so he's half-assing it up there in Boyle? He wasted a bunch of time. What do we say? What do we mean? I don't think I understand. I thought that's what he was doing. I thought he was getting back in shape so that he could go down to New Orleans. The foot, the body, and if he thinks he's good to go, and then the Pelicans say he's not good to go, that sets up for a bunch of like, right? That sets up for a lot of this, right, over the next couple weeks. I mean, listen, it's going to be a, a group thing, right? He's going to have to feel like he's 100%. And if he feels like he's one, I mean, there's no way he feels that way right now, right now. He knows he has to uh, ramp what it back up. What the fuck has he, he been doing? What has been going on? He's just been playing yeah, basketball it's, it's, it's up in Portland? Guy that's been out over a year. He hasn't played since, I believe, last April. For a guy that's been out this long, he's got to be able to ramp up the right way, spend multiple, multiple weeks working out with trainers, working out with coaches, that's what Pelicans coaches, not, you know, wh- whoever was training with him uh, in Portland. I'm mind blown because as soon as I saw your tweet, I'm like, Zion's back. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Here we step in the right direction. He technically is back in New Orleans, and he technically is trying to progress toward playing. Now, will that happen with a month left in the year? That's, I mean, it, it, t- time is up against it for, for him right now. It's He's running up against whether he's going to be able to make his return, but this is a team that's that's. I mean, they've won four out of the last five. They should be a team that makes the play-in. And at that point, oh, yeah. I'm sure Zion Williamson will mm-hmm. want to be a part of any type of playoff basketball if, if there is playoff basketball this year in New Orleans. Well, you know, they did change the entire playoff system to hopefully get Zion mm-hmm. into the playoffs, and somehow the Pelicans were still unable to reach the playoffs. Now they're making a playoff push. He's back in town. He thinks he's healthy. He's a double-double king, and they're not going to play him. That's going to be a conversation, I assume. I assume that's going to be a loud conversation. Can't wait to see how it pans out. Speaking of, of another live conversation, hey, Ben Simmons up there with the Nets. He gets traded. Harden and Joel Embiid running the pick and roll. The Sixers are all the way back. Simmons is in the Nets. They lose. They're under 500. Are they dead? And is Simmons play? He's not playing against the Sixers, I guess, which is what the entire internet assumed was going to be the case that this back injury was going to take place until after the Sixers return uh-huh. game is that have any anything in this or is he just trying to get back to being healthy and hopefully joining his teammates on the nets no he needs to get healthy and I, you know he tried what to happened, what happened to this guy he hasn't been playing he's been practicing what happened I don't understand how this works that's, that's probably Zion right there. Yeah. Zion's probably telling you, hey, tell him. Tell him I'm healthy. Anytime, anytime that you sit out for a year and you ramp back up, it's, it, you're going to deal with stuff. You know, but your body, you're going you're gonna to deal with stuff. So Ben Simmons tried to ramp back up. There were some flare-ups with his back. And so it kind How's of delayed his, his season debut. Obviously, he's not going to debut. He's not going to make his debut in Philadelphia. But, but I am told he will be in Philadelphia. He'll make the trip and the plan is for him to be on the bench with the team in Philadelphia. And listen, this game has been much anticipated since that trade was made. Even him sitting on the bench is a very much anticipated, uh, you know, moment in this NBA season. Uh, so listen, I, I think there's a school of thought. Why is Ben Simmons going to be on the bench if he's not playing? Does he know that he's going to get booed? Well, I, I think it's actually prudent because 
there's a very good chance these two teams will play each other maybe as soon as the first round of the playoffs. So if, if, the, if these two teams are going to be playing um, that quick, you don't want Ben Simmons to jump into the, into, into the fray uh, in the first round of the playoffs. You want to make sure he's able to get that experience in Philadelphia out in the regular season. So I think that was kind of part of the thinking of him going to Philadelphia and sitting on the bench uh, with the team and with him instead of just delaying it and just staying back. And then just, if he wants to make his, you know, return to Philadelphia in the playoffs, that's a high stakes situation to make a return. So I think for both sides, it's, it's getting uh, everything out of the way. Let's um, let's let those Johns my, kill him on the bench. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hey, Philadelphia. Oh, oh man, sure they'll be nice. I don't want to bring it up, but we all know Santa got it. Yeah, yeah. you know, and Santa didn't like openly say I hate this city. No, right. Santa just showed up. Right, and he got absolutely killed. Helt and he threw shit at Syria. Hey, are they going to have like a little bit of a helmet for Simmons on the sideline there, or no? Uh, I mean, listen, he's got to he's gotta stay uh, protected for sure. So I don't know what the plan is over there. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be guarded. I, I seen, I've seen some pictures with glass, um, you know, where he, where he might be covered. I mean, you, you never know. Anything could be possible. But listen, Ben Simmons, for the, six, for the Nets, Ben Simmons has to get back on the floor. And, and I, I do expect him to make his debut at some point this month now. That's probably two or three weeks out. Uh, but there is optimism that he's going to be able to make his return at some point this month. And they need to make sure he gets on the floor healthy. They need to make sure the mandate that we've been talking about for months and months and months now gets lifted. There's a private sector mandate that still is hovering all over this next season um, that New York City still has in place that's preventing Kyrie Irving from playing. So uh, the, the Nets, there are two things that they need to get, uh, hopefully, uh, falls in their favor over the next few weeks. And that's Ben Simmons' health and the mandate getting lifted. Is Ben Simmons there for the long haul? Like how many years are left on his deal? Do we know that? And he's got he's got three years and over a hundred, I believe a hundred and ten plus million on okay, his deal. Okay, let's so, go, yeah, Ben. Yeah, he slaps floor. He's learned yeah. how to shoot. Uh-huh. These next three years are going to be the best three years of Ben Simmons' career. He's going to have to get through Philadelphia fans first, though. Uh, one more thing before the boys have some questions for you. We appreciate you joining us every single time you do. You keep us updated on all things. Is there something going on right now? Ooh. Are you about to break some news? Nothing's going on. I'm just getting blasted with text messages right now. Oh. Yeah. Is it because of but a lot of them? What the fuck went on in Portland? <laughs> yeah. That Zion's not ready to play basketball. I thought that's what he was going to Portland for. What's going on with Ben Simmons? We thought he was mentally not healthy enough to play in Philly. Here it is. Here it is. Wow. Here it is. <laughs> is that Adam Silver? He was sitting there with Jerry Seinfeld no. down at the Duke game. Uh-huh. Calling Sham Sharania here in the middle. Hey, by the way, not your world because it's college. Them losing to UNC on that day. Hell <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a tough one. <laughs> Losers! Oh, my. No, you listen. Everybody that. shut up. All right? That's unacceptable. <laughs> what a send-off. That was Loser. tough. Hey, but what if, hey, those kids would go win a natty for him, though. It would be a whole different sure. game. That's right. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Braun James. He just dropped a 56-piece. This comes after a clip from him talking at the shop, not being, you know, heralded as one of the greatest scorers of all time. Pisses him off. He has, like, 36,000... Maybe like 37,000 now at this point. I don't know the actual numbers. Third all-time leading scorer. He's like 4,000 points ahead of Michael Jordan, by the way. (laughs) So he's way up there. He drops 56. He's still trying to carry the Lakers this season. Are they still dead completely, or what's going on with the Lakers? I don't don't think they're dead. But, yeah, I mean, LeBron James has been carrying this team uh, for for really weeks now. So uh, he's – Listen, he's carrying the entire burden right now. Uh, but listen, Russell Westbrook took a step in the right direction the other day, I thought, 
the way he played uh, against the Warriors. And so uh, this team, as long as they have LeBron James, they're in it. They're hoping for Anthony Davis to return at some point late in the year. Um, But listen, this is a team that's going to be probably a play-in team, and then they're going to have to hopefully have some breaks and and get lucky in some way. So, um, Hey, the NBA having LeBron in a play-in game is like dream scenario, right? I mean, that's pretty big. Those will do numbers. For rating, I mean, I, th- I think last year when they played the Warriors in the, in the playing game, it, that one definitely did numbers. So, yeah, I mean, listen, that's why you go and you get the playing game and you get, you get the playing tournament so that the ratings increase. And it's like baseball. You know, baseball's got a 7,000 games, but then they have that one game. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's this right. one mm-hmm. gets yeah, you yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Season definitely mattered, but this one gets you in. Same thing with basketball over the last couple of years. Golden State, complete opposite, right? They are – Golden State's a, a wagon right now. Is that a accurate – they're going to win it all? Uh, they need to get Draymond Green back. They need to get James Wiseman back. And once those two guys are, are back, I think you're going to be able to see whether this team is going to be able to make a run, right? Draymond Green, the hope is that hope, you know, he's back uh, sometime middle of this month. And once you get Draymond Green back, that's really the anchor of this team, the heart and soul of this team. They need him back 100% and healthy. Uh, but if he's healthy and he looks like the Draymond Green we saw earlier this year, the Draymond Green that made an all-star team, uh, I think they're, they're going to be one of the favorites along with Phoenix uh, is in, in the Western Conference. Do you think there's too many games all these dudes are hurt? Uh, no, I mean, there's been 82 games for the longest. I, I think I think it's an unfortunate stretch, especially with back injuries, right? We saw Darius Garland go through it. Draymond ben Green Simmons. had a back issue. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons had a back issue. Um, you know, KD obviously had the knee. So it's, oh, it's he's back, right? KD's back, right? Uh-huh. Game schedule. I mean, this is something the NBA has been doing for decades. So, guys got to play that. Wait, I think I remember them talking like the sleep schedule is insane. A lot of these guys only mm-hmm. get like four hours of sleep. The recovery is terrible. So, that's been an entire conversation piece. KD's all the way back, though, right? That's what the, he didn't want to come back until he was 100%. He said, I don't want to be used as a decoy. I like to go in there and be full time. Is Kevin Durant all the way back? Yeah, he's back. And we saw him last uh, yesterday against Boston. I mean, he looks 100% back. He I just needs to make sure that he can get yeah, the help awesome. on a nightly basis, right? When uh, when Kyrie Irving is playing 100% full-time, when Ben Simmons is back on the floor, uh, this Nets team, even with Kevin Durant on the floor, they're a threat to beat any team in the league, but they need those two guys next to him to be able to you know, make that next run. But uh, Kevin Durant looked great the other night in Boston. Uh, he looked like he didn't miss a step. Um, excited to see him uh, the rest of the week as well as Thursday against Philadelphia. I love Kevin Durant. Everything about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's I love man. everything. He's an absolute dog. He's a savage. He's a mm-hmm. troll, and he's great at what he does. Yeah. and doesn't care about anybody. Like, like not cares about his teammates. Doesn't give a damn about all the noise. I absolutely love it. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Sean. Speaking of uh, Boston, they are by far the hottest team in the NBA. Probably going to go win the championship this year, if I had to guess. Uh, do you see them adding a piece like a Zion? Oh, Fourteen and two in the last sixteen. We are rolling right now. <laughs> Celtics stink. Uh, Jason Tatum just had fifty-four points against Kevin Durant. Beat his ass. In and out of the paint. It's his first game back. Kevin Durant's first game back. Yeah, 100% though. Don't matter. He's unbelievable. <laughs> Shams, so the Celtics championship, yeah, probably. I don't know about a championship, but Jesus. I mean, the turnaround that they had this year, they looked like they were dead in the waters early in the year. I thought, you know, there was obviously a lot of talk. Which direction will they go? Will they break up Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? They kept both of them. They stuck with Marcus Smart. They stuck with this group. Uh, really pretty much the core of this group is the same as it's been for the last several years. And this is a team to me that can really give any team a run yeah. and try to make a run again to the Eastern Conference Finals, which I believe would be their fourth Eastern Conference Final in six years. So 
they've been on the doorstep a few times of making the NBA Finals. They haven't been able to do it. I think this year they've got a good shot to get back to that point. I don't know if they've got a championship team, but they've, there's no question. The, the run that they made, the turnaround they made, you have to give Ime Udoka credit. you got to give Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum a lot of credit because those two guys, Marcus Smart called them out early in the year uh, saying that those guys need to learn to trust their teammates, they need to learn how to pass the ball more. Um, and both of those guys are t- making strides with their leadership, and that's what this organization is needed. Oh, yeah. Hey, Shams, listen, you don't have to lie to Connor. All right, Celtics stink. They're dead. No, no. Saying the days no. when you know Paul and all the boys right. are jogging <laughs> out of there. Mm-hmm. Brad Stevens, actually, you know, now that he's in the presidential role. Yeah, your guy, your 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 indie guy, right there. Yeah, yeah, you guys, exactly. they ran him out of town. Shot they said, oh, oh, get him out of town. President. He still works for the team. What do you mean? Yeah, kind of, but that's like the John Elway move. They're like, ah, we're going to promote you. Yeah, run right, you out of town. Right, right, give you a better right, job. Actually. Is, that, is he actually calling the shots over there, Brad Stevens, now, or is it just yeah. a figurehead? Brad pop- Stevens is the president of the organization. Yeah. They have a few other, you know, Mike Zarin, uh, Austin Ainge, who's Danny Ainge's son. He's still in that organization. They both have, you know, prominent roles, but there's no question. Brad Stevens, this is Brad Stevens' show. Brad <laughs> Stevens' vote's worth two. Yeah, so, bingo. Is that, is that, the, is that accurate? I don't know about two, but he's definitely got the number one vote. Oh, yeah. So, uh, okay. so he's got two. two. Yeah. Go ahead, Evan. Uh, Shams, what's this rumor that LeBron's going to own a team in Las Vegas? Yeah, I, I don't know anything about that one, so I <laughs> definitely cannot answer really? that one. Really? Oh, so that's all for the days. That's a bunch of bullshit? Wow. That's a bunch of bullshit. So when I hear it, I'll come on and we'll talk about it. But I haven't heard it yet. Oh, wow. Sean said, listen, I ain't talking out of pocket. I might be out of the circle. I don't know. I might be out of that circle. I have no idea. Now, last week you said he called Rich Paul and said, like, hey, is there any beef between you and LeBron and Lakers? And he said, absolutely none at all. Now there's a conversation about him being. About this one. LeBron is still playing. Maybe when he's close to retiring, I'll ask. (laughs) Oh. So is there any talk at all about an expansion? Um, I think the league's always been looking into it. Um, but with the pandemic the last couple of years, it kind of got prolonged. I, I haven't gotten the sense that it's in the next one or two or three years. Now, could could it, could it the plan start to develop in that amount of time? For sure. But I don't think this is something that's going to pop up in the next, you know, in this calendar year. How about the Pacers? Are they, they still going to be in the NBA next year or are they going? <laughs> Good question. Yes, the Pacers will be in the NBA next year. Wow, <laughs> how are we doing? Are we good? Or are we so terrible? Bad. No, not very bad. I don't know. I don't know. My, I don't. I don't know. Miles Turner and Malcolm Brogdon are still going to be there. You know, it seems like clearly, you know, there's two different directions that team can go. Um, they could keep both of those guys and keep, you know, retooling with a bunch of vets and young players. But uh, yeah, the Pacers will still be in the NBA. They stink right now, though, huh? They're looking like they're a lottery team, yes. Oh, man, we speak. I haven't even paid attention. Now it's like basketball season. Now it's when I would get into the Pacers. You're saying uh, the only thing to get into is uh, maybe they lose more games to gain a half a percentage opportunity to potentially land in the number one overall pick. Is that still happening in the NBA? People are tanking so they can gain a half a percentage or maybe a a percentage higher so they can get a higher pick in that lottery that isn't rigged at all, right? I mean, that's sure that thing, that little bingo ball isn't rigged at all in that entire thing, right? No one's going to say it, but I mean, it's it's just look at the bottom teams and you're going to see a bunch of teams that are clearly, you know, you're going young, right? You want to build around young players, but usually when you have a team full of first and second year players, that usually means you're going to be, you know, uh, fighting for lottery position. Ooh. Unless unless you're Memphis. Memphis is a team of two and three year guys and they're competing for a top seed. I watch the NBA through social media clips. Okay. John Morant 
has all the social media clips yep. as of late. Has he just come on into his own, or am I just learning about him more often? Because it feels like he's the guy right now. John Morant seems to be the young guy that is going. Trey Young last year mm-hmm. during the playoff run there, whenever he was making all mm-hmm. of Madison Square Garden, yep. Matt, felt like he had his big, like, hey, how you doing? I'm Trey Young moment. Is that happening with Ja right now, and how are the Memphis team? Yeah, no so question. I, I think John yeah. Morant has definitely been one of the faces in Italy. Memphis is going to be a team, again, I don't know if they're going to be like like Boston. I don't know if they're going to be a team that gets to the finals, but Whoa. they're definitely going to be a hard out in every round. They could make a run to the conference finals. And John Morant, because of their success, because he's been able to stay on the floor for the majority of the season, and he, the way the highlight plays, the way he moves, the way he plays, I mean, this is like Derrick Rose, Allen Iverson, Russell Westbrook, kind of all packaged into one. And the way the highlight plays he's making right now, there's a reason why he's on every single uh, social channel out there. He's a dog, right? That's what everybody says. He's just a dog. He's like, I mean, to me, he's like, you know, he's he's loyal. He's he's got a lot of Giannis in him, where he's going to attack you. He's a, like you said, he's a dog. He's a guy that's going to play hard at all times, lead the right way. Uh, he's exactly the type of player that you want to lead your franchise. Was he in that Foot Locker commercial you were in when you were looking for a new uh, <laughs> oh, phrase? Yeah. You remember we were watching that last oh, week? Yeah. Guys, I need oh, a new man. phrase. Oh, man, he should have been there. I, I don't think he was there, though. Hey, look at you getting a <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sean. Oh, Sean. Saw a photo of you last week crossing Ooh. nobody, but it was better crossed than the other person that was in the photo with you. Mm-hmm. And I saw the Foot Locker thing. Let's go, Sean. Go. go ahead, Tom. Sean, speaking of jaw, is there conversations around the NBA? You know, Greg Oden, Kevin Durant, Zion, Jaw Morant. Like, is, is that's, that's happening, right? Uh, I mean, I, I think you hear it sometimes in barbershops and, and like maybe pundits, but I haven't. That's not something I talk about on, the, on a daily basis with uh, with my people. But um, thank you, Sean, yeah, for I mean, being listen, positive. It's, it's been tough because when Zion's <laughs> on the floor, he is special, and he's a, a cra- you know he's an insane athlete. Um, he can do stuff on the floor. I think JJ Redick said it best. He does stuff on the floor that no one else can do. And so at six 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 seven, for him to dunk the way he dunks and move the way he moves, it's it's uncanny. He just needs to get healthy. But what was he in? <laughs> what is he doing in Portland? Wasting a lot of time. Why do you go to Portland? Just hang out. Yeah. Listen, he was making sure the foot was healing right, spending time training uh, mm-hmm. under you know whoever he was training with over there, and making sure before he gets back to New Orleans, he his foot is healing the right way. It is. He's back in New Orleans. Now he's going to try to ramp up. Portland must be gorgeous. He just went up there to hang out. Yeah. Beautiful. He, he comes like back it. to New Orleans like, nah, he ain't ready. Now you can ramp up. Now you can ramp up. I don't understand. It must be beautiful. I don't know if anybody could stop you on the court. I think the entire NBA is very lucky that you chose to cover it and be an insider because with oh. handles like oh. this. Oh. Oh. I can shoot it a little bit. I can definitely shoot it a little bit. So, you know, I'm just saying. I, I think you got a little wiggle in there, too. I'm not 100% sure because this is a static photo, but I think there was a little bit of wiggle uh-huh. in this, too. Let's go, Shums. Hey, we appreciate you. Who's winning it all? Thanks, guys. <laughs> you ask me this every time. I think it's like <laughs> five or six teams that I, I think have a shot. Golden State, Utah. And then in the East, guys, I mean, Miami, Milwaukee, Philly, Miami. Brooklyn. Boston. Um, or the hell's the bull? Boston. Boston. Throw Boston in there. Yes! Chicago's, you know, five, yeah. six, four, five, six seeds right now. Cool. Like, uh, the, the, the East is going to be a fun, fun playoff run. I can't sure. wait to watch. This is when basketball gets good. When do the playoffs start? April 16 uh, oh, is when geez. the play in tournament starts. So that's really when the fun 
begins. All right, we can't wait to keep up with everything happening in the association via you. Ladies and gentlemen, senior lead NBA insider, writer, and analyst for The Athletic and Stadium. Ladies and gentlemen, Sham Sharani. Thank you, Fresh out of a wedding in Santa Barbara, California. Whoa. Two people, deeply in love, decided to commit forever to each other. Mm. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah. No stone left unturned from the photos that I seen. It was a glorious occasion. A B-list? Sure. What is he? Yeah, yeah, you could. Uh, I'd give you, I'd give you B-list. B-list, A-list, Hollywood (laughs) star was playing the piano at one point. There was flowers, there was love, there was booze, there was celebrities. And there was one man officiating the entire wedding that the entire world is looking at to decide what they are going to do with their programs, depending upon what he does with his program. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, a man that was there had boots on the ground, jaw in conversations, ears listening all over the place, somehow made its way back to Columbus, Ohio, already didn't even miss a day, probably incredibly hungover. Ladies and gentlemen, Super Bowl champion, college football national champion, COVID survivor, Aaron Rodgers' best friend, AJ Hawk. AJ, how you doing, pal? I'm good. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're very impressed that you were able to make it back for today's show. Thought there was zero chance you were going to fly out to a wedding in California and make it back. Thought we wouldn't see you till at least tomorrow. The fact that you're here, we're very thankful. Atta, baby. Thank you, AJ. What am I, just going to hang out and spend a day? My wife and I spend a day in California by ourselves? Well, I don't know what you would do. We I took mean, off. Believe me, when we, took off, when we left the hotel to go to the airport, there were some people still up, still straggling in from the party so like yeah we got out of there pretty early okay so let's talk about a great party it sounds like a good time yeah. bakhtiari's hey forever yeah. we love love people are having a good time out there a lot of big time names out there aj hawk how was your time out there at his wedding i had a great time it was it was good to, to catch up with some former teammates you know clay matthews is out there josh sitting got to see those guys oh. randall all different kinds of guys oh. that i played with micah hyde was actually there micah i played with my my rookie year fun to see him crazy that he's going into his 10th season Hell i was right. talking to him about that so yeah it was, a, it was a fun time man there was others there lafleur was there mm-hmm. and there was somebody officiating the wedding uh named aaron Rodgers. don't know if you know that was there a moment where there was no groomsmen up there no brides he was just standing in front of an entire congregation did he look like david koresh and did you get any mm-hmm. photos of that i did not uh take any pictures really when mm-hmm. i was out there uh, but yeah there was a time there was a few i don't know maybe 20, 30 seconds when he walked up by himself and then he stood up there in front of everybody, yeah. How'd he look? How'd he do? Was he comfortable, calm, posed, poised? What was the speech like? What was the service like? Well, we were all set to, to heckle him, do whatever it took to get him off his game. Uh, City and Clay and I, uh, no question, and Randall. But you know what? Not surprising. That he, he was prepared. He was very funny and very like touching and emotional. He did a great job. I think he gave the bride and groom what they wanted. It was good. And they did get married. They are officially married, I believe. Yeah! What a success story. What a love story. Love, love. Love, We love love around here. We do love love. We kind of get attacked for not sometimes when we have to say the hard things that nobody Mm -hmm. else wants to say, but we love love around here, don't we? Did he do that? Hey, Bakhtiaris, we love you. Love Love you, you. Bakhtiaris. Did the officiant of the wedding do any of this at the end of it whenever he was walking out? (laughs) Not If he did, I did not see it, but that would have been a nice touch. 
Did he say anything in the service like, hey, Bakhtiari, it was fun being teammates with you. Now that you're married, <laughs> you know, I don't have to deal with you anymore. Was any any type of that during the service or did those conversations happen afterwards at the reception? Oh, oh. oh. oh good. TMZ, obviously. And did you oh, send okay. it in? Wow! Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's there, a good pick. Photos? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, he didn't. He made plenty of jokes up there during the during his little you know during the ceremony. But they were all. I feel like everybody was laughing. It wasn't just to one person. He, he didn't sit out there and say, "Okay, I've had fun with you, David. Now I'm off to Denver to go see greener oh, pastures." Okay, oh, good transition. Something you think? Hey, that's oh. a good transition. Thank you, AJ. That's good hosting. So. As you were traveling out to California for this wedding, in which Aaron was involved, and a lot of your former teammates and the celebrities were out, Miles Teller. Oh, oh man, yeah. Top Gun! How's his face? His face is good after getting jumped in Hawaii. Hmm. He looks great. That's good. Hey, good for Miles. Let's go. Man. Hey, Miles, Miles. Thought he was dead there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Worried. You know what I mean? Thought he was. Yeah, I was very worried about Miles Teller's face. Happy it's okay. You know, that's a mm-hmm. that was a real shame there. The way yeah. that whole thing happened. I was pissed it was. about it. Bum be a part of. You know, because mm-hmm. yeah. we broke that news that he he got yeah. punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Wasn't anybody else. It was yeah. our story. Yeah, inside that's right. source. Fucking Miles Teller. So let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the wedding right before you guys go out there. Bomb is dropped. Boom. And I think it's because of combine conversation. I'm not 100% sure. And I don't know who was initially the one reporting it. I don't know if it was Mike Silver, who is a piece of shit, but he's been around the NFL for a long time, and he has a lot of sources. I don't know if it was Ian Rappaport. I don't know if it was Fowler. I don't know who it was exactly. But somebody said, hey, listen, Aaron's torn. Aaron is very, very torn up about this because we thought this thing would be ending last week. He'd just go back to the Packers. They were in the middle of negotiations. Now Fowler's reporting it's going to be a three- to four-year deal if he is to go back to the Packers, even though initial reports were it was only going to be a two-year deal. So who knows anything? Maybe nobody. And if it is a four-year deal, maybe the last two years are voidable so that it can spread out the bonuses for all of them. That is all to be figured out at this point. But we all assumed he was going to still be a Packer going in into this weekend then the bombs drop like nah he's not he's torn he might go elsewhere then there's three other teams the broncos the titans and the steelers are potentially Mm -hmm. in the conversation says florio because of his insiders and who he's hearing from after going to the wedding what are your thoughts did you ask aaron directly and what did he tell you he was going to do i did not ask him directly what he was going to do our show is boots on the ground you're right. I, as what didn't rap rap sheet tell us? Like I'm not using my sources correctly. Yeah, it's your friends. They're not your friends or your sources. I just turned this thing all the way up as loud as I could. Just blew up both of my ears. Oh no. Oh my god, that hurts so bad. That's why I can't be playing basketball. That's why this was Zion's thinking probably. But whatever you think about Aaron Rodgers and you know the entire situation, a lot of noise tomorrow. The franchise tag deadline ends at four o'clock. He obviously knows that. He mentioned that whenever he was thinking about going, whenever he was telling us he was going into decision-making mode after the after the PK, obviously. <laughs> after the Ponch Karma cleanse, uh-huh. he had that. Was there any sense that he hated everybody there? He didn't want to go back to the Packers? Was there any conversation at all that you heard? I did not get the sense that he hated anybody out there. His head coach was out there. Coordinator Stenovich was out there as well. Everyone seemed to get along great as far as I Hmm. Was able to observe. Okay. All right, put it on the ticker. Yep. Do we have a ticker? I don't even know. Do we have I can't, the ticker? Put it on the ticker right there. <laughs> put it on the ticker. That old. So Aaron. do we know? Like, is this stuff? Is this information confirmed? This so-called bomb that you say dropped? Mm-hmm. No, uh, of course not. None of it is. 
None of it's confirmed. The only thing that is confirmed is that we thought his decision would have been made by now. And since everybody else thought that as well, they are now labeling him selfish. And he is obviously manipulating the media to be about him and everything like that. I got people tweeting me. Of course, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Well, the MVP of the league is potentially on the move. Have to talk about it. He is the story, though, on every single network right now. And they were calling him uh, selfish, prima donna, prick, everything like that, that basically, because of sources that were breaking information about him that weren't necessarily him. It's an insane world that he lives in. And I'm happy to hear that you were with him while the these things are breaking down. You have a daily show you're a part of, and you chose not to ask him anything about it. That's a good friend, AJ. That's right. Son you're a good a friend, AJ. He was, he was a bit preoccupied, by the way. He was going through the program that he was going to run mm. that night earlier in the day when I was able to sit down with him for a little bit. I was more quizzing him on the program and what it was going to be, how long it may be. I know there was, the sun was coming from one direction, hitting me right in the side of the face. It was about 4.45 at night. You know how I go with that. I am not good at staying awake. That sun's hitting me right in the left oh, side, no. but luckily Aaron was entertaining enough i stayed awake and i really enjoyed the ceremony oh she didn't snooze during the ceremony that's that's a compliment wow that's a big time compliment good work yeah aaron was very uh diligent very nervous for his performance up there is that the first wedding he's ever done i believe it's the first wedding he has done i don't think he was nervous if he if he was he didn't show any signs of that either before or on stage Hmm. you know love was in the air out there from what we heard Mm-hmm. What does yeah. that mean? You know. Well, there are some photos and some hanky. What, uh, what yeah. photos? Honestly, I didn't. I haven't seen any photos because I. I know it wasn't a big thing out there. Well, somebody snuck photos. I yeah. mean, oh, we yeah. saw of course, bunch, we saw somebody always will. This photo was on TMZ, but there was. Uh, I guess reports that he was getting his. Uh, his rear end pinched yeah. by somebody. Yeah. Oh, cheese. During yeah. cocktail hour. During by, the cocktail hour. AJ. By somebody. Uh-huh. You know that Who cocktail was hour. His cheeks? You know. Well, you, you know. know. I don't want to say the name, but she was potentially a part of the conversation we had with him a couple weeks ago in the background, but he turned the TV off. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So you don't deny it. I haven't seen I haven't seen the picture, but hey, that's <laughs> Whatever is out there, if you see a picture and you think it's real, it might be real. I don't know. His little baby cakes pinched. Is that news? Hey, well, it is news because yeah. of who was doing it, because of everything that was potentially uh, said. But, I mean, you had the eyes on the ground there, and you, you – you say if you see the photo, it's real. If not, everything I kind of have my blinders on, man, a lot of the, a lot of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible spot you're in. There's so many. Yeah, it's really not. It's really not because I don't have any information. I didn't. I'm not out there. Like, do you think I would get invited to things if I'm out there quizzing dudes? So hey, like, I don't want to. Can I record this? Like, what should uh, you want to talk about? Like, well, I'm not out there. No, I know that. But you just naturally see something, and then you're coming right into the. You know the Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we're yeah. gonna say, oh, who'd you talk to out there? Did you have any conversations with anybody else other than Aaron out there? Yeah, I talked to a lot of people. It's fun. I actually, I talked to somebody. I forget who it was. I was just before the show. I started thinking about this. I don't know who it was. I th- but they thought you were for sure wrestling Vince McMahon. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe eventually he's wrestling Vince McMahon. That's what I thought. <laughs> what is this said, guy? No, yeah. Austin Theory, dude. Don't be. That's yeah. the internet, okay? The internet said I was going to wrestle Vince McMahon. And it was news to me. I didn't even know I was wrestling this guy until he slapped me in the mouth, yeah. AJ. This guy smacked me yeah. in the mouth. Knocked your headset off. Is that right? Yeah, right there Bullshit. in Miami. I thought Jimmy Butler was you kinda, I mean, you kind of put your face out there. For, you kind of welcomed that. I no, know. I was just, I was letting him know. What? 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 That's almost what I was saying. What? What? Excuse me. I was having a good time. It was one day removed from being told I have a WrestleMania match. This is awesome. What's your problem, AJ? Stop siding with these goons. <laughs> Who did I side with? I didn't side with Austin. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Then now Austin Theory. It's a nice guy. 
Adam Cole still is a very nice guy. Son of a bitch. Nice. How dare you? He's so. a sack of shit. Never He's was. And neither are you, by the way, because, you know, you put us in a spot where we have to ask these questions to you and we never get a goddamn answer. No. Yeah, interesting. Dodging. You would have thought of What was the floor like? LaFleur's eyebrows looked incredible? Yeah. Very nice tux. Yeah. Very squared away. Very impressive person. Yeah. No question. You didn't play for him, right? Did you? When did you meet him for the first time? Actually, when I was, I had a long, illustrious career with the Atlanta Falcons for about three and a half weeks. He was the quarterback coach during that time, so I briefly met him and talked to him then and then reconnected a little bit this weekend. Oh, so this is the first time meeting LaFleur? What were your thoughts on him as a human? Like I said, the most time I've spent with him. Oh, he's awesome. Super smart, super driven, like detail-oriented. Seems to really, really care about the team, too. Has a good time? Yeah, definitely. Like a guy that we actually can talk to, like real conversations, not just like, hey, man, so... What do you think I should do? Should I go more two by two or three by one in the red zone? Like he's not one of those guys. Did you talk to him about this? <laughs> I did not actually. I, should have. I honestly, I, I didn't think about that. I should have. All right. I mean, I'll text you. Okay. Next do you time. think they'll ever really like? If you keep doing it, they might actually get quieter the more you do it. No, no. Well, you think every time you do it, it does raise a decibel level? Do you think it Maybe. has to? Yeah, one because people forget to cheer. Oh yeah, here we go. We need to cheer. Especially did you do in the, the wedding too. Yeah, did oh, he do it at the wedding? Yeah, yeah. Afterwards, I knocked get out up. you, <laughs> husband and wife, and the floor. Yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on, guys, come on. If we could have set that up before, if we'd have talked about that beforehand, I think the old Takatari family would have been all in on that. So uh, when they like, and I now pronounce you man and wife, or whatever, and then all of a sudden the floor gets up and pumps the crowd. Come on, let's go. Makes noise. We need big. Is that what he stop. sounds like when he does it? I don't know, that's what it looks to. like through the TV. I don't know. I've never heard him speak. I've never talked to him. <laughs> But it does look like he's doing, come on, come on, come on guys, get up. <laughs> but I love the way he coaches, you know, because the way Aaron chatted about him is like he delegates, he's not scared to admit when he doesn't know something, seems like he's a cool dude, and he does dress incredibly sweet as well uh -huh. on the oh, yeah. sideline. Great style. Those entire, those things that were awesome. I mean, Ty, I think you should have maybe been the officiant of that yeah. one. Oh. Sounds like Green Bay Packers heaven over there. Well, I mean, if he was calm, cool, and collected and having a good time, then I see no reason why you would think Rodgers is going anywhere but, but the Packers. Yeah, because if, if he potentially wasn't, I mean, I guess maybe he's still showing up because Bakhtiari's there, but that's a very awkward situation. He knows Aaron's going to be there a bunch. You can book it. Rodgers going back to Green Bay. Okay, lock it in, wow. says Ty. We're we on a ticker. Ty Schmidt says, because LaFleur was having a good time at Bakhtiari's wedding mm -hmm. and he wasn't uncomfortable and it mm -hmm. wasn't awkward, book it that Aaron's going back oh, to Green Bay. Boom. Mm -hmm. Things as simple as that. See, that's not how I think. Hey, that's yeah. reading social cues. What, you thought it was a goodbye party? Well, what do you say, I mean, Tone? if he was going back and, well, he would have announced it before the wedding. Now that he's waited till after, he didn't want to have the wedding be awkward because he wasn't going back. Well, see, I also thought there was a chance he didn't want to announce it before the wedding because that wedding then becomes a celebration that Aaron Rodgers is back with the Packers as opposed to the Bakhtiari wedding. Like, that is a real thing that could have... Now, this is assuming that Aaron Rodgers is a human, which a lot of people don't think that is the case, but that is something that could have crept into his, you know, universe in his whole thought process. Did you... I mean, you had to have... Like, you had to have gotten some sort of hint about how he's, like, do you think he's nearing an I answer? I said from day one. No, I don't, I don't know if he's nearing anything. I don't know what he's waiting for or whatever. Yeah, I still, like I would say to his face all the time, yeah, you're going back to Green Bay. Like, I always say that. All right, so after a wedding in which Aaron was the officiant of, mm -hmm. with Bakhtiari, LaFleur, everybody <laughs> there, A.J. Hawk back saying, just like I said before, 
still going to the Packers. Those reports of him going elsewhere, and then the Packers have come out and said, we have received no official trade offers, and then the reports are, these teams already got trade offers ready to go. It's wild about who knows what, who's speaking to who, who wants certain information out, who doesn't. That is what the game we have to play all offseason. Hopefully we'll get an answer from the officiant, um, Doctor of Love. That's right. Aaron Rodgers. Hell yeah. At some point. He's, I mean, he's the only one that knows, though, right now. He is truly the only one that knows what he's going to do. Whoa. Okay, there's some more news from A.J. Hawk from okay. the wedding. I knew we'd get it. Who else would know? If he hasn't told, if he hasn't said anything to the Packers, whether he's coming back, whether he wants out, whatever, how many people do you think he's telling? Well, Before, if he's, if, what if he doesn't know? He probably has no idea. He, well, I think when he knows, he'll know. Well, so he has to figure that out by tomorrow, right? Four o'clock is what everybody's saying. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Is that what they're saying? I mean, he doesn't have to, but uh, that would that would help, wouldn't it? Kind of does. All right, put it down. <laughs> yeah. AJ Hawk says he doesn't have he to. Can know. Wait till, he can <laughs> wait till July thirtieth if he wanted. If he doesn't want to play right. with Devonte, write it down. He right. can wait till September twenty seventh after they play a few games. What? But my calendar. I don't think he could. Uh, I think they'd want to play the start of the season. That'd be a little tough. It is before trade like deadline. What would he do? Is that what? That's the feeling you got from going out there. No, I didn't gather anything going out there. Oh, okay. Uh, All right, let's move around uh, since we're obviously not going to get anything we've reached. I would love to know what you want. I cannot wait till this is done, by the way. I just. Well, it might not be The whole thing, yeah. Yeah, me too, buddy. I don't even talk to the guy. I don't go to these weddings and I just get fucking at it. Bang, bang, boom, 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 boom. It's all right. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, we don't. Nobody really knows. Nobody has any clue what's going on, really, ever. So here we are again. All right, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Okay. Here we go. I just, I just can't believe on the drive when you two were sitting in the big rig from California to Columbus that you two didn't talk about this at all. What are you insinuating, Diggs? <laughs> no, well, you know. Covid's dead, but if it wasn't, I think what Diggs is saying is you would have been up there with them truckers That's up right. there. Mm-hmm. Coming all the way through from all the way over. I guess there was oh, eye, yeah. eyes on the convoy by the Italian boys heading back to Pittsburgh this weekend. And I'll tell you what, I thought we'd beat COVID Me already, too. but I was down in Miami. They didn't. They didn't see it. They didn't. Everybody, we're talking full in Florida. Yeah, Miami. Not. I don't think Florida. Miami. First time oh. I landed in an airport, everybody's masked. Everybody's pissed. By the way, Whoa. everybody was miserable. I've never seen anything like. It. I'm like, you live in fucking Miami. What are we even doing over there? I'm like, <laughs> all right, dude. Jeez, Louise. Hey, is there any way? No, this is Miami. All right, great to see. You. Can you take? Are you actually pissed right now, or is this just your natural tone? Bring the mask down. Miserable. Put the mask back on. <laughs> yeah. Miami was full. It was the most. It was maybe the most mask conscious. Uh, area that I've ever been in, even in the Whoa. arena. Oh, yeah. Legit. Like, been around. We're in California. We've been in all these. I've been in New York, Baltimore, Philly. I've been in all the big cities that were kind of having a mask. Miami was the most masked group of people at work that I have seen at the airport, at the arena, everything like that. And this came after I thought the speech said that we beat COVID. So I was very. I was very surprised in that whole thing, but maybe that's what the truckers are still driving for. Private sector. Don't Private let sector. DeSantis get down there and see that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Listen. Tear that place apart. <laughs> take, yeah. the, take, take the fucking mask. Take those fucking mask. <laughs> Word if you want, but you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Respect. DeSantis, <laughs> DeSantis has been his own outlaw since yeah. the beginning of this entire thing. Boy, the internet loved him telling that kid to take the mask off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The internet loved it. Oh, the kid's reaction to it, too. Like, Jesus Christ, what did I do? Someone just told me I had to put it on. Yeah, literally, somebody, my teacher just told me I had to. Well, and DeSantis is like, what is your teacher? Yeah. Okay. Fire. DeSantis going entire, your teacher doesn't want to teach anymore. That's why, blah, 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 blah. It's an entire thing. It is, uh, it is interesting because obviously there's something very serious going on around the world, and I don't know enough about the politics, but... I thought we had beat COVID. I, I don't think that is the case, though. After landing in Miami, I do not think that is the case. I still think we're in the middle. Hey, a dude on a, a, a guy, one of the, the flight attendants did mention, I heard him, I overheard him talking to somebody saying he thinks the 18th they might take away masks oh, in airplanes. That'd be awesome. people. Whoa. That's, That's big. a big deal. Breaking. That's a big deal. We better have COVID figured out by then. Yeah. yeah. Yep. How many days is that? Eleven days. Yeah. Well, they better figure it out fast. I mean, it's now, he could have been he could have been making that up easily, but I, I heard that I was like, oh okay, I didn't know if they're ever taking masks off on airplanes. What was that? That was the person on the microphone because every once in a while, some people get on there and cut like a five hot yeah. five minute promo oh, yeah. too. You know what I mean? Is that what they were saying? Is that who it was, or was it somebody? No, just- he was he was actually very nice, but he was talking to somebody in front of me and saying that he's like, oh, well, we we would probably still wear masks, but the eighteenth, I think they might go away. I was like, oh, okay, nice. That's game. Changer. That'll be an entire conversation. I did see there. something here. TSA did say that they uh, it would end March eighteenth. <laughs> Holy shit! Thank okay, you. so eleven days from now we beat COVID. That sounds like it. Holy but shit! But right now we didn't. What the, what? Yeah. yeah. So you? they're projecting eleven days from now. Will it a little bit better? Sounds like it. All right, let's go. Here let's we go. go. I don't want to celebrate too early. But what day of the week is it? It's a good sign. We all just hopping on planes? Oh, it's a Friday, too. That's cool. Oh, feel, feel the weekend. Oh, it's spring a- break. Oh. St. Paddy's. St. Paddy's. Oh. It's a day after St. Paddy's, right? But that's St. Paddy's weekend, I guess. Right. St. Paddy's going to be big this year, isn't it? Not like the first oh, yes. one where people kind of can, most people can be out, I guess. I, w- I went to the mall this weekend. Never doing that again. But went to the mall this weekend, and it was like the first weekend, I think, where everybody was like, the weather was nice, and the COVID fear was a little bit lower, I think, for some people. It was packed out. I mean, wow. that place was packed out at the mall. Feels like the world is all coming back. Now, seems like we're doing this 11 days, 12 days in advance. We shouldn't. Sure. We should maybe be waiting a little bit, but it feels like St. Patrick's Day is going to be uh, – we're back, bitch. For celebration. Wow. Yeah. Wow, St. Patrick got rid of the snakes, now the masks. <sighs> well, COVID, it sounds like. It's going to be a big day for us Irish lads, huh, boys? Huge. Well, St. Patrick was Italian, so. Listen. Oh, no, oh, he oh, wasn't. Don't even do what you just did. Tony. Don't even do what you just did, please. Son of a bitch. Let's move along. Okay. <laughs> Franchise tag deadline tomorrow, 4 p.m. Everybody assumes that Aaron Rodgers will have his decision by then? Do they? Are you trying to look at me? I'm not trying. So what do they have to do with with Devontae Adams before 4 p.m.? What has to happen? They have to tag him or not tag him. They have to decide to tag him. He doesn't have to, like, sign off on the tag, though, right? No, they designate him a tag, but they could potentially want to use that for somebody else, you know, if they know Devontae's not going to be there because Aaron's not going to be there. Why would you keep them both? Who knows? The NFL can figure out their own thing. Green Bay can figure out what they want to do. Aaron's decision, we all assumed, will be done by now. It's obviously a much larger decision than anybody is giving any respect to at this particular point. His future, his legacy, championships, his life. 
whatever. Hopefully he'll make that decision. But tomorrow by 4 p.m., teams have to have it designated who they're going to franchise tag. Cleveland Browns today, David Njoku, mm-hmm. tight end for the Browns, has officially been franchise tagged. That does not mean a long-term deal cannot be reached. They can still negotiate after the tag has been placed. But it does mean he is definitely going to be a Cleveland Brown for at least another year. Now, this automatically brings a lot of stats and facts and tweets from people about Njoku on whether or not he's worth the millions and millions of dollars guaranteed that comes with the franchise tag. I guess he's only had one game with 80 or more yards and that came this past season. Bill Barnwell tweeted that. That was an interesting stat. They must view him as a very critical piece of that offense, whether it's blocking or in the locker room or whatever the case. Austin Hooper do another $13 million oh. next year. Now the decision about what he's going to do or what they're going to do with him is up in question, but Njoku is the first official tag of the 2022 year over there in Cleveland, A.J. Hawk. Yeah, they definitely value Njoku. I mean, watch the guy. He's an absolute freak athlete. You watch him move. I know he had some drop issues early in his career. He doesn't anymore. He's definitely gotten better at that, and they value him a lot, but something's going to have to happen with Hooper's contract, right? Either move stuff, give him bonuses, make him take a cut, something for him to be there. Well, I think if they cut him, they save a certain amount of money, and then they could probably trade him. I assume some teams are going to want Austin Hooper. He came in as a road grader for Atlanta, but could make some plays for them as well. Post 6-1, trade or release, they save about $10 million. Ooh. So that's potentially what everybody's staring down. So that stinks for Hooper because June 1 is a long time. There's a lot of contracts and uh, teams that already get pieced together. Who knows what that entire – thing unfolds. Baker Mayfield's going to be their quarterback yeah. next year. Yeah. Njoku's going to be there. Chubb, Hunt, they got that offensive line. Damn. I mean, they got a squad. Are they going to be able to do anything? Who knows? Chris Godwin, allegedly going to be franchise tagged for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, that has not been officialized. That has just been hearsay. That has been rumors on the internet. We all know. I mean, I was supposed to... Vince McMahon was supposed to fist fight me in here mm-hmm. on the internet. That's what they said. Um, Aaron Rodgers was supposed to come on last week on Tuesday and tell us what uh, he was doing. Yep. That is what the internet said. The internet now says Chris Godwin probably getting franchise tagged. That's via Tyler Dragon. Oh, wow. That's okay. a Tyler Dragon. I'm not questioning the Dragon. Bucks are expected to franchise tag wide receiver Chris Godwin before Tuesday's deadline per source. Chris Godwin obviously got injured this year. He was playing injured but was a massive piece of their offense absolutely incredibly talented and very tough a lot of teams would have wanted Chris Godwin I know a lot of Patriots fans were pumped for him Colts fans were pumped for him Packers fans were pumped for him the Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise tag him lock him down for at least another year down there they got some salary cap stuff they have to do and a lot of unrestricted free agents on that team Godwin appears to be staying in Tampa Bay who's going to be his quarterback nobody knows what about the rest of the roster like who else is up in the air right now that they have to make a decision on a bunch right a bunch Jensen there's like literally 13 or 14 guys I think that were starters that they have to figure out yep. what's going on for the future. Tom Brady, he could come back. We'll figure out a way to pay him anytime, says Bruce Arians. If he wants to come out of retirement, he's playing for us. We'll figure out how to pay him. That'll be interesting to watch that. Bruce Arians said on the record, do you want Tom Brady out of the out of his Tampa Bay contract? Give me five number ones. Fuck. <laughs> Easy. Fuck, give me five number ones. You want Tom Brady? You can, get five, you can get him right out of Tampa. You give him five number ones. This, this franchise tag, you know, next 
27 hours, I guess, or 26 and a half hours is going to be fascinating because with the salary cap going up, that means the franchise tag numbers are only going to go up for the next couple of years. Who do you want to keep around? Who do you not want to keep around? Who do you want to shape a team around? I mean, it's very, very interesting. And this is a big part of, you know, roster construction here. Who are you designating not allowed to leave? As somebody that got franchise tag before, <laughs> this is a pivotal part of a team success. Yeah. Okay. Why was, do we know the, the reason why the franchise tag exists? Like, why did they put it in play? Well, it's because they wanted to fuck the players out of a free agency period. They wanted but want- is, is it to like, is it like a buffer year basically? Okay. We're not exactly sure. We can't work out a long-term deal with this guy. No, it's, I don't want you to be a free agent yet. We're not a hundred percent sure if we want to give you a long-term deal or we don't know what the proper price is, but we do know that other teams want you. We want to kind of figure it out still. So you can only do it now two times. You used to be able to do it like three, four five times. I think Vinatieri got franchise tag three times damn i think in a row and his wow. agent just so happened to be the same agent as somebody else there was some little hmm. there's a little and then as soon as he was able to become a free agent it was like uh packers want you colts want yeah. you this team like wow. everybody on earth wanted adam vinatieri the franchise tag for a long long time including now has been something that's been hated by players absolutely hated by players because it's robbing a player of a free agency period where they can go and get that long-term wealth, that bag, and the team basically controls the future. Now, guys are still getting guaranteed money. It's a lot of money. It's the average of the top five salaries at the position minus any of the bonuses, which does end up kicking you right in the taint most times. But yeah, the franchise tag has been hated by everybody. AJ, did you ever deal with any of that or was uh, every deal kind of smooth for you? I never dealt with a franchise tag situation, but I believe Charles Woodson was tagged a few times. I don't know if he was tagged in Green Bay, but before Green Bay, I think, or after, like, he, he's he made some money being franchise tagged, too, if you can do that multiple years. So Julius Peppers in Carolina, I think he was tagged, like, three, four times, three times. Kirk Cousins was tagged, like, two, three yeah, times. Yeah, Terry was tagged, like, three times. Um they're saying Lamar Jackson will just get tagged two times. He's got one year left, and then he got two tags potentially. So he has three years before he becomes a free agent is how everybody's viewing it. Don't you think he would grow disgruntled with the organization if he continues to get tagged and doesn't get a long-term deal? Well, they're saying they don't know if he wants a long-term deal because allegedly he has not broached the Baltimore Ravens about a long-term deal yet, him and his mom. they okay. they represent He represents himself alongside his mother. And Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio puts out – and by the way, Florio, lawyer – been around the NFL a long time. Seems like he does report a lot of negative stuff, yes. but the NFL is filled with a lot of potential negative stuff. Mike Florio says, Lamar Jackson's failure to engage the Ravens on a long-term deal is strategic or misguided. Hmm. So that's two, two very different. Sure. Very different. Rega- Which one does Florio think it is? Well, it's either strategic. He, I think he's torn on it. He's like, this is either an incredibly smart move or he's misguided. Regardless, the 2019 NFL MVP is three years away from the potentially becoming an unrestricted free agent and picking his next team. He's talking about with the two franchise tags, which is the limit now uh, after the new CBA. You can only get franchise tag twice, even though players were trying to fight for zero franchise tags. So they're saying to Florio saying because of this, you could make the assumption that Lamar is not happy in Baltimore. He doesn't want to stay there. No, I think business wise, he, I don't know. I have no idea. He wants to get to free agency a couple years down the road when the cap's even higher. Yeah. And also he just was on the shop and he said, what he learned from LeBron James is he wants to be a champion and he wants to become a billionaire. So those, he's got money business. I like that him and his mom represent himself. By yeah. the way, every other agent would have somehow 
got him believing he should have moved to wide receiver. They would have told him, you should potentially think about becoming a slot wide receiver. Him and his mom steadfast on, no, I'm a quarterback. And if you look back at the combine interviews for Lamar Jackson, I didn't see any NFL Network clips of this, of them asking him, don't you think you should not be a quarterback? You should try to do wide receiver drills or you should try to do this. And he, no, I'm a quarterback. I'm a quarterback. I'm a quarterback. And is he ever? Dude's completely changed the fucking game over there for Baltimore. I wonder what the future holds for Lamar. I wonder what the strategy is. There has to be some sort of idea but if he's just thinking about guaranteed money for the next few years and then i'll test free agency in a couple years i guess that's not a bad idea either kirk cousins did the same exact thing and will compton said he was just saying i'll take his guaranteed money i'll take his guaranteed money and then i'll get a big old bag maybe lamar's thinking the same exact thing yeah do you think for quarterbacks it's a little bit different i mean obviously the like the threat of injury and and being worried about that but if you're going to play quarterback and you play the way he does like that threat of injury is kind of always there if he gets tagged twice i mean cousins did too he's not an mvp and he ended up getting a massive bag somewhere else like you would think that lamar will make all that money if they franchise tag him twice and then he's he's gonna get paid by somebody three years is a long time by the way that is a long time that's a lot of guaranteed money that could potentially come with two franchise tags so good for lamar but lamar has to be looking at this quarterback market right now mitchell trubisky is going to get north of 10 million dollars a year to be a starting quarterback that's the conversation piece right now and that even brought up and that's via josh norris teams are openly discussing whether trubisky gets 10 million or more annually on his new deal that his name is a hot one is not manufactured it's very real Ryan Fitzpatrick-like money for Mitch. Carolina, Pittsburgh, the Commanders, New York Giants, and Denver listed. The Commanders have been listed in every conversation, as has Denver and Pittsburgh at this point. Carolina has danced with a couple different quarterback strategies. New York Giants thinking about him is interesting because Dayball comes from Buffalo, where Trubisky just was. $10 million doesn't seem like that bad of money for a starting quarterback in my eyes. Like, if you think Mitchell Trubisky is going to be a starter, you're paying him $10 million fucking Get him in here. We're paying Jacoby $20 million. Sure. Mm-hmm. We're paying Jacoby Brissett sure. $20 million here to be the starter. So I don't think like that's that big of a deal that they're making it on the internet. Like People are saying they're going to pay Trubisky $10 million. It's like, well, he's obviously going to be a starting quarterback then. And if he's starting quarterback, $10 million is very, 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 very cheap. But if you look at the rest of the, the quarterbacks in free agency, Gumpy brought up, he said, what do you think Baker Mayfield would get if he was a free agent right now? And I'm like, that's fast. Hell of a year to be a free agent. Hell of a year, but also, I mean, Mike, I'm looking at it for the Colts here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Who do you want? Huh? Who do you want? What do you mean? Aaron Rodgers. What do you think? Okay. Aaron Rodgers. What? If you can't, what? If, if Aaron doesn't come to Indy, who do you think should come to Indy? Give me Jimmy G, dude. Mm-hmm. I want okay. Jimmy G just because he's a winner. Now, I don't know if he's going to end up being better than Carson Wentz. And everybody can go right to the Carson Wentz stats of 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. That means you didn't watch the games. <laughs> yes. He threw 20 picks that were dropped this season in three different games alone. So I don't even want to get into that. Carson Wentz is a great quarterback. There is times where Carson Wentz is the guy. But then there is just this roll of the dice I don't give a damn about the ball, my body, the pr- franchise, the program, the city. That happened too much. Too, it happens too often to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback in my eyes. 
Just in my eyes. This is my personal opinion. I don't know if this is anybody else's opinion. Everybody says I buried Carson Wentz. I don't think I buried Carson Wentz. I literally just said, I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's a hell of a, I think he's insanely tough. Too tough almost. I think he's almost too tough. I wish his body was more fragile because then maybe he would learn to give up on a play as opposed to throwing a zero-yard pick six, Ooh. you know, against a, a division opponent when you toss the ball from right hand to your left hand to throw the thing away. I just, in my eyes, with the way the team is built, you just need a steady hand quarterback to kind of you know fill so your, doesn't it sound like the Colts kind of agree with you with all the comments that have come from them where they're kind of evaluating we're gonna do what's best for the team it sounds like they're trying to find a way to move on from Carson when it would really really help them financially especially if they could keep him and he was their starting guy and they felt really comfortable with him going forward yeah I don't know what the fuck they're thinking because original and that's a real Chris Ballard was on with Dawkins here locally for like an hour. I didn't get a chance to hear it because we're in the middle of our show. I will have to sit back and listen to that and hear how he talks. But their mission has been, uh, in the way uh, Fowler described it, was coy, which is, I think, a very solid way to describe it because they have said, hey, we're going to make the best decision for the Colts. We've talked to Carson. Hey, listen, we talked to Carson. We're going to make the best decision for the Colts. Carson is bracing to stay in Indianapolis, wants to come back, play another year. I understand because the team is incredible, probably wants another bite at the apple. COVID year, didn't get really a chance to probably learn as much early, got hurt in training camp, so he didn't really get to be in there. Maybe I'm misjudging him, misguiding him, but I would think Ursay and the boys up at the top are thinking to themselves, we're not going through another 17 games of watching this guy try to kill himself every play, right? That can't happen. And that's really the only drawback of Carson. It's like if he learned how to, maybe, you know, let's get that guy some fucking, like, you know, some weed. Yeah. Ooh, Let's okay. get Carson just to chill. Out. Listen, smart. Before you mean like before the game? Just or chill what? out. Yeah, just like because I think I feel and he won't smoke. Obviously, I devil's lettuce. No way. Mm-hmm. It's not devil's lettuce. It's actually God's grass. There okay, because it it's grown from the earth. So the whole I don't need to hear this whole hippie smoking devil lettuce <laughs> narrative that you are. It's actually God's grass. Okay, from the beginning of time, coming up through earth that was created by God. Right? Is that what? That's what everybody believes. If you uh-huh. pitched it like that to him, he'd probably be open to it. Because I think it would chill him out a little sure. bit and be like, oh, okay, next play, man. Not that big of a deal. Let me throw this thing away. It's just every play is just heart-wrenching. And with the team that we have not making the playoffs, like that's tough. That's bad. I don't know who it goes on. I don't know who's who's weighing or who's wearing that. I assume Frank isn't necessarily thrilled that the team that is that talented didn't make the playoffs. I assume Carson isn't exactly thrilled that a team that's that talented didn't make the playoffs. But I would assume that Jim Irsay, when he's walking with his dog Drake, getting onto the 767 planes, like, I got to go to these league meetings and tell everybody why my team fucking stinks. I'm not doing it again. I, it just feels like that's where they're at. But there might not be any other options out yeah. there. Literally might not be any other Mitch Trubisky's allegedly going to Pittsburgh. So he's allegedly Mitchell Trubisky's allegedly going to Pittsburgh. Jimmy G's potentially going to New Orleans, mm. which means what's going on with Jameis. But also, all these reports might be fucking full of shit. We have no idea about anything at this moment, AJ. Yeah, how does anyone really know? But going back to Trubisky, quick, like I understand a team taking a shot on him, paying him what ten, twelve million dollars a year. Yeah, that's not a ton to pay a guy that's a starting quarterback. If he, and then all of a sudden, what if he becomes your starting quarterback and he? Like the ceiling on Mitch, I guess we don't really know how good he can truly be. We've seen flashes of it. So you bring him in, hope he's the guy. 
if not, cool. Thank you for your time here, and you go give a shot somewhere else. So that'll be an incentive-based contract probably yeah. for Mitchell. Uh-huh. And if he gets in there, like, hey, you'll get $10 million, and if he starts, he'll probably go up to like twenty. Yeah, yeah just get more, even like a, a, a couple-year deal, and after the first year, if he comes out and kills it, you rip it up. Give him a big deal. Yeah, that's what NFL teams always do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because allegedly the Packers and Aaron talked last year, and they were like, yeah, you want to trade it, we'll do it for you. And then now everybody's coming out. Why would the Packers trade him away for anything other than blah, blah, blah? I was like, well, allegedly it was your reporting, mm-hmm. literally your reporting last year is that they made a deal that it would be like, yeah, if you want to move on, you move on. But now they're saying, well, he's not going to move on if, unless it's a good deal. The Packers don't have to agree to it. It's like. Who knows, dude? Can't really trust anything, I guess, these days. And this is the off season. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm already sick of it. I'm already sick of it, dude. I can't take it. Isn't it? Well, we're getting cool. We got some pro days that are going to open up soon, right? We can talk about some pro days. Tomorrow. Did you know the pro days start two days after the combine ends? I had no idea. They start tomorrow. Pro days literally start Jeez. tomorrow. Same day as the franchise tag deadline at four o'clock. I I thought it was like a couple weeks afterwards. I didn't know they went right into it. You could see why coaches. You know, are probably not going to combines as much anymore. The pro days, I get a chance to literally chat, put them through my own workout, mm-hmm. give them a test, talk. talk to all of their every coach on their staff too. Everyone that has come in contact with those players, you can talk to the trainers. Like that's where you learn a lot about. Them. Yeah, college pro day seemed like they're going to get much more important over the next few years. Feels like and that. You see how those guys interact with their current teammates, some of the guys that are still on the team, some of the older guys. Like you could just see them interact in their element and say, okay. How do other people view this player? Yeah, Mac Jones. Remember, he did oh, yeah. he did two pro days. Yeah. The second one was a little bit more athletic, Mac. Yeah, got Devontae Smith to run some routes because he wasn't going to do anything at his pro day, oh, too. Oh, yeah, then he was laughing with the guy in the back while he was on air. <laughs> yeah, just chatting it up. You oh, know, he's so cool. Catching passes. Oh, he's so athletic. Man, he's so good at football. No bull. No bull. He's so young, too. Allegedly, the Patriots are looking at Robbie Anderson out of Carolina. Ooh. Carolina looking for a quarterback. Bill Belichick's going to trade Mac Jones for Robbie Anderson. Oh, wow. Game, right? Straight up. Wow. I think there's a chance we might even you know, throw in someone else, too. Maybe like a lineman. Maybe McCaffrey. McCaffrey, yeah. Who knows? Why not? Who says no? The Patriots are getting rid of J.C. Jackson. This comes one year after they let Stephon Gilmore out the door. Two of the best corners in the league come from New England. They're they're both going to be on the road, allegedly, potentially. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and the Gilmore thing, also similar to J.C. Jackson, both voiced how they would want to stay in New England but decided not to. Hey, I'm sure Bill's got a plan. You know, he knows more about football. Why, did, than why would you not tag him? Why did they not tag J.C. Jackson? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I thought th- I thought that was like the most obvious move that we were going to make, but obviously Bill's, you know, he's got something going on back there. I'd be very nervous if I was a fan of any other team than the Patriots. Well, the interesting thing is the stats are coming out, you know, or not stats, I'm sorry, sources are coming out and saying that Josh McDaniels, because he went to the Raiders, he took – yeah. Because mm-hmm. he went to the Raiders, he took – uh, a bunch of staff from the offensive side of the ball. So look for Belichick to maybe be offensive coordinator. Let's wow. go. The intrigue deepens on the New England Patriots' approach to offense without a true play caller. There's sort of an open belief league-wide that Coach Bill... So this is the rest of the league. The okay. league-wide that Coach Bill Belichick could call the plays or at the very least have more involvement in the offense. Yes. He's involved in everything, to be sure, but he could really dig in here. There's also no major rush, so he doesn't need to force play calling duties in early March. Four offensive coaches must be replaced after former offense coordinator Josh McDaniels took a Patriots crew with him to Las Vegas. That's via Jeremy Fowler. So obviously New England folks aren't happy that, you know, Josh McDaniels pillaged the New England Patriots coaching staff for his crew. That happens in the NFL. Everybody knows that. But the first, you know, real 
thing coming out of New England's camp is that he's looking at Robbie Anderson. Maybe Bill Belichick has completely turned his attention to the offensive side of the ball. Oh, yeah. Maybe Bill Belichick's like, all right, fucking Steve, you figure it out on defense. I need to get this offense right because we have, you know, we've been good, haven't been great. We need more weapons. Mac, what do you like doing? What, do you, what if Bill Belichick is over there with the play calling sheet? What if fucking Bill Belichick's and Mac Jones are, hey, we need to run and spread all these guys. Noble. Yeah. <laughs> what if that's happening? I, I guess that's the only thing he hasn't Has Bill ever called? He's never called offensive plays, has he? I don't, it, it hasn't been reported that he's called offensive plays. I assume he's always been in the offensive strategy game. Yes. Uh, because remember, him and Tom Brady would have that meeting every single week where mm -hmm. they sit down and go through everything. But if he's turning his attention to the offensive side of the ball, look out. Ain't that right? Paul? Yeah, that is dangerous. for the. I mean, And maybe that's why he's like, JC, I don't need JC. I need more money on the offensive exactly. side because that's where I'm fucking And that's where play. they spent kind of last year during free agency. He saw this coming. Bingo. I'm going to prove myself as an offensive coach, and he's, I'm going to make the defense stink, and then they'll be like, oh, the defense stinks when Bill's not calling defense. Oh, so he's better than his kid, Steve. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that would make more so that he doesn't get Steve, I need you to take this team. one. I need you to eat this one. Joining us now is a man who joined A.J. Hawk, myself, oh. and Frank Moraldo in my last scuffle with this stupid undisputed era. Ladies and gentlemen, nine-year NFL vet, a man who played corner, safety, and nickel. And host the Man to Man podcast and everything DB. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. What's up, fellas? Hey, listen. I'm getting back in there, dude. Hell yeah. Hey, man. Hey, I, I can't believe you let that dude smack you smack you around like that, man. No, I didn't Miami know. Miami too, man. That's, that's on me, man. He ran away, D-Bot, and I had a job <laughs> to do. It was in front of J Jimmy's people were there. Yeah. It was very Fucking nice. Michael Cole. Michael Cole just sit there and watch that shit. Yeah, he did. I know. It's unbelievable. You can just get the singlet back on. Who, Michael Cole needs to put the singlet <laughs> yeah, back on. I concur completely. Hey, Miami, interesting place. Interesting place down there. I heard you talk about the mess. That's uh, shocking from, from a South Florida resident. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know maybe, maybe a little different at the Clearport. And, uh, and I'm not sure how they're doing things at the event. But uh, masks are few and far between down here for a while. But Really? So we got to make – because at the airport we landed at, oh, yeah. everybody complete, like, almost – like perfect mask almost, not even like a lazy mask. Like, There's a sign that said they're mandatory. Mandatory mask. And then we get to the arena, everybody there that's working, everybody masked there. It yeah. was honestly, it was the it's most shocking. it was the most diligent. I was very impressed by it all. Do they hate white people down there? I felt like I was getting a little bit of uh I felt like I was getting a little heat just immediately upon <laughs> arriving yeah. in Miami. Yeah, they were not friendly. I, they were not a friendly it, bunch. It's a, it's a different world in Miami. I mean, you got Florida. And then you have South Florida, and then you have Miami. It's, it's kind of different different worlds down here. I wouldn't say they hate white people, though. But uh, depending on where you're at in Miami, uh, they might be upset with your, you know, your accent because that's kind of a English, maybe a second language in some parts of Miami. Well, that's what it did feel like yeah. in a couple places. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. real talk. But um, hey, Gringo, yeah, I you know, love Miami. Great <laughs> oh, place. Yeah, oh, yeah. Get your white ass. Could have brought Zito with you, man. Uh, well, Zito was yeah. with me the last time I was in Miami, actually, and it went much better. Yeah, <laughs> very good. It went much, it went much, much better. This particular time, Foxy and that's yeah, I had Foxy with me, and jeez, I mean, there's the white. He's whiter than I. Am. <laughs> Gap model. Yeah, exactly. Who's the H and M white that just landed? Get get these gringos the hell out of here, dude. Uh, let's talk a little uh, football. Um, 
Darius, Bill Belichick says, J.C. Jackson, get the hell out of town. This comes one year after Stephon Gilmore, get the hell out of town. What's that all about? He's focusing on the offense now is what the league thinks. Do you think he wants the defense to be bad because he's going to the offensive side, or does he just think he can create J.C.'s and Stephon Gilmore's at any given time? I mean, I feel like, you know, he he, feel, he felt like he got the best out of him. You know, Gilmore, he had a great run there, obviously, one of their big best uh, moves, bringing him in, getting the Super Bowl. He should have won MVP. Uh, J.C. Jackson, I think he was an undrafted free agent. He's one of the top corners in the league now, so he'll get paid on the free market. But that's kind of the – this is what Belichick does, man. He's going to get rid of guys probably a year before the rest of the league would, and uh, he'll, he'll go and he'll put trust in himself, put trust in his staff to build some other guys up that we never heard about. And I uh, go out there and get the job done. Spent a ton of money last year in free agency, which is something he rarely does. You know, that tight end room. Got to go out and get a receiver. You went and got a quarterback last year. So uh, maybe he is focusing a little more on the offense. But uh, got got rid of Van Noy today, too. Oh, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. Which was a cap, cap casualty. So it would be interesting to see what changes over there on defense. Yeah, it's defense. d were you surprised to see them not just tag J.C. Jackson, at least try to get another year out of him? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I was surprised because – Belichick always has that top-notch corner, and that was the reason I thought he got rid of Gilmore because he was going to invest in J.C. in the long term. But obviously he's got some different plans, so I, that did catch me a little uh, off guard. But what, that tag for a corner has got to be – that's got to be pretty high, though. Well, and also, we don't know if he's going to tag him or not. we still got 26 hours. Mm-hmm. I guess reports okay. are that he isn't being tagged. But once again, reports have been wrong a lot. You know, 17 ish million for the tag on a corner, 17 mil for the tag on the corner, five million dollars saved by cutting Kyle Van Noy. So maybe Bill is looking to realign his assets there. When you talk about J.C. Jackson, he's top guy in the league or he's just amongst the top guys in the league. And who's going to be interested, you think? Uh, It's it's hard to say just one guy's the top guy because it's kind of like, what do you what do you like? Um, You know, Ramsey, he's got to go inside and out. Uh, Gilmore still up there. Slay, love Slay, turns the ball up. But J.C. Jackson, he's a rare combo of a guy that, that can lock up, that can strap up a number one, and that, that can also turn the ball over, like kind of like a Xavier Howard. You know, that's what he does. He can follow ones, but he's also going to turn that ball over. So that's rare. That's rare in this league. And he's a guy that he's – I mean, a lot, a, lot of guy, a lot of teams will be interested if they have the money to pay for him. Uh, potentially the Chargers. You know, you went drafted Asante Samuel Jr. on one side. He'll be holding that down. Um, J.C. could hold down the other side. You got Derwin. You got Joey coming off the edge. Ooh. So that could be a team. But it'll be a lot of suitors out there. But you got to have the money because it's, 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 it's going to cost you. That's a premium position. Let's get them to the Colts as soon as possible. Last question for me before the boys take it away. Tyron Matthew is going to test free agency the honey badger is going to be on the market and there's reports coming out of kansas city from a local media person uh kent swanson tyron matthew will test the market per rap sheet and then kent swanson quotes what rap sheet says probably breaks double digits on salary wow that is not the market i anticipated now double digits he's describing as millions per year so at least 10 million a year so eight figures is probably a more accurate way to describe that i don't know how this is a big question because we have a list of all the safeties and how much money they make i don't know how and if we could zoom in on that the average per year you go all the way down to logan ryan there's basically like 10 different dudes that are making at least 10 million dollars a year let alone the signing bonuses and the bonuses you would think tyron matthew would be in that class is he falling off and why are kansas city media people surprised by that particular Uh, thing 
I don't know. I mean, he's not. It's not like he's he's that old. We just saw Harrison Smith get broke off, I believe, last year, the beginning of this season. He got a nice new deal um, at 32, I believe. So I think Honey Badger, you know, he's a guy that's out there a lot, especially since he's been in Kansas City. Rarely misses games. Got banged up in the playoffs. But he's a leader, one of those guys that brings um, a ton of leadership in, inside that locker room, not only what he does on the field as far as a communicator and a playmaker, but I think he was the team's, you know, MVP in back-to-back years out there in Kansas City. And once again, another great uh, signing by Kansas City, one of their best uh, ever. Honestly, in the free agent, you know, you went to four AFC championships um, straight. So uh, I think Honey Badger will get paid uh, somewhere else. I- I'm not surprised at all. I don't, I don't know why anybody would be shocked that he'll be getting double digits um, at this point. Meaning, I was very surprised, Rita. I'm like, well, this guy must know more than I know. <laughs> Tyron Matthews, Tyron Matthews, the landlord. What do we even get him in Indy? Get, oh, hey, get I, would, I would love him in Indy. Hey, get JC in Indy too, by the way. Okay. Come on. Sure. Bring get him in Indy as bring well. Bring them all. Bring A-Rod. Bring everybody, right? A-Rod, Von Miller, bring them all. Shit. Okay. Well, Von Miller's going back to Denver, it appears. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a shame. I, I did have a little bit of a course there where I thought Von Miller was coming. What do you think about that whole thing? Him posting it? Do you think this is leverage or do you think that's him openly telling people like, hey, L.A. was fun. We won a Super Bowl. There's a new coaching staff. I love Denver. I still have my house. What do you think about that entire thing? I, you know, I think it, I think it's real. I think it's genuine. You know, they drafted him, you know, two overall. He was there his entire career. Obviously, things didn't go how he wanted last year. He, but listening to him speak, he never sounded like he wanted to leave Denver. You know, it was more so, you know, Denver just cutting bait on him and going in a different direction. Uh, but even beginning interview during Super Bowl week, he was like, you know, I'm always a Bronco and, you know, blah, blah. And now, now that he's on an open market, for him to go out and say that, you know how it goes when it's negotiations, and that that would be odd for him just to say that if he didn't really want to go back. So, um, I, I think I think he ends up back in Denver, uh, according to my sources. Yeah, our sources as well on the internet. Fifty two eighty, by the way, is a magazine, I guess, in Denver uh-huh. about all things Denver. I assume that is a five thousand two hundred eighty feet in a mile, mile. Oh, yeah. okay. how many feet are in a mile? 5,280, and you're going to run every single one of them until you learn not how to drop or fumble the ball, baby. You're killing me. I still use that to this day. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, D-Butt, did you get a chance to watch any of the combine, and do you think that this draft in particular is uh, pretty corner heavy, and is there anyone uh, individually that you think will be kind of immediately good in the NFL? Uh, I love Sauce Gardner. I love that kid out of Cincinnati. Hey, he's slow. A- no, he ran a 4 one Oh, yeah, yeah. The unofficial yeah, time four, was 4 or 5. You kind of got yeah, fucked the, over. The, yeah, the times were all over the place, but I think that, I mean, for any of the scouts, that's obviously a question mark for corners coming into the league. So I think he checked that box, but confident guy, a great technique at the line of scrimmage. And, and just like quarterbacks with corners, man, it, it depends on so much on what's around them, what type of meeting room you're walking into, what type of coach you have, uh, what type of pass rushes you have. Because you saw a guy like Okuda, you know, go at the top of the draft in Detroit and go in there and struggle. For a lot of those reasons, you see Sertain going to a, a defense like Denver and thrive uh, immediately. So it, it, it depends on what, what type of situation he goes into. But I love uh, Sauce Gardner and uh, Stingley coming out of LSU. I'm interested to see. Uh, he's been banged up for the last couple of years in college, but um, he was the next, you know, Pat P or the next great LSU corner coming out of that school. So I'm interested to see um, how, how he pans out.
That never happens with Darius. Never. Darius always has the best connection, mm -hmm. yeah. the clearest shot of everything. He froze up there. The Sauce Gardener, oh, he's slow. That's what the internet was saying because the unofficial mm -hmm. time was 4-5. The official time is actually 4-4-1. This goes back to day one of the combat mm -hmm. where we're like, hey, can't you just be making up unofficial 40 times on TV because you're changing trajectories of everything that is going on. Now, granted, hand time is a lot different than laser time, but these dudes were flying yeah. this weekend. Another guy I want to ask Darius about whenever we get back there smoke monday mm. is a dude's name smoke monday out of auburn i don't know how high he's supposed to go i don't know how high he is normally i don't know what he's up to he looked so good during those drills and he can't really get much out of all those drills you know i guess you can kind of get the ball skills but if the quarterback doesn't put the ball anywhere near the person hey darius we lost you there at the end i like sauce gardner as well by the way handled himself professionally also at cincinnati he was tasked with a lot of very difficult jobs i think in that defense i think yep. i think old luke loved him and i enjoyed his swag smoke monday out of auburn did you watch the drills the combine drills i i don't really know Who's good? What's good from watching those yeah. drills? Because a quarterback can ruin it by throwing a bad ball. Smoke Monday seemed like he was on for everything. I don't know enough about him, but was there anybody that you watched? You were like, oh, okay, this guy seems to have it. And did you watch those drills and think about whether or not they're important to actual success in the NFL or not? Uh, the, dr the drills are important. Yeah, I think, honestly, the drills are probably more important than, uh, you know, than the 40, something like the 40, you know. But the drill, uh, Hamilton from uh, Notre Dame, that's safety who people were projecting in the top five, uh, just to see how fluid he was, obviously how big he is, how fluid he was. He ran well. Um, I think he 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 helped himself a lot on the field. But I think you can get a lot from those on the field drills. You can see how uh, the hip flexibility, how good you get out of your breaks. Because th those are drills that these guys know what they're getting into. You know, months and months and months, probably years sometimes in advance. They don't change up much. So you should go out there and absolutely crush those drills. And if you're not, that's a big question mark uh, at, at, to an evaluator. You know, just seeing how guys interact with the other prospects. There's a lot of things that goes into it. Um, I, I, I don't sit and watch the combine for hours. I watch kind of the highlights. The, George, the kid from Georgia, I know he's not a DB, but that D lineman. like Jordan Davis, he's that, awesome. I mean, that's, that's probably the most impressive combine performance I, I've ever seen. Dude going 341. You know, with a 168 10-yard split and a 4-7-40, uh, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was nuts. Well, and his broad jump, too. He was very comfortable. He's in balance. He had the, the longest broad jump in the history of anybody over 300 pounds, and he's 41 pounds over yeah. 300. I mean, that's, that's – he's a he made a lot. He made, he made some money for sure. Robert Mathis, you know, put out a tweet, and he's like, hey, if, 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 three ifs. If this guy is a dog <laughs> and a competitor, he could be an all-time, like, greatest of all time almost with his size and his ability to move and his bend. He was awesome to watch. Good for all of Georgia, by the way. I yeah. think the, I think the kicker ran a 4-5 or something yeah. like that. Trayvon Walker. Yeah, I mean, all-time. All that whole defense, you know, they were studs uh -huh. all year long, and they went out there and put on the show. Um, in Indy. Shout out to him. I hope the combine stays in Indy too, man. I feel like that's the yes. right place for it. All the reports behind the scenes are saying that no other city is ready yet for at least another year. So it's going to be here for at least another year. And then it's going to be a real conversation after the next one, whether they go somewhere else or not. So I think it's going to be in Indy for at least another year. It always, I mean, I mean, it's no, they're all just boozing. 
Yeah. All, right. uh-huh. all these coaches are boozing out here. All right, all the media people are just boozing, walking around. Everybody's gossiping about everything going on. I don't yep. think I don't think there's any other city that's set up better than Indy for what actually happens at the combine. And I guess the NFL can act like those things aren't important for the combine, but that's like seventy percent of the combine for most of the people that come here. Is that kind of the outside the field? Let's go ahead and network and negotiate. Let's get ahead of this tampering period. Indy's perfect for it. I hope they don't leave but there's always a chance somebody's gonna come in with a big time check and we all know mm-hmm. facts we all know mm-hmm. money hey that hat's sweet by the way yeah hey appreciate you man we're working on it can we buy it where can i buy that hat at not yet not yet it's coming soon we're working it's a mock it's a mock uh, <laughs> it's a winner put it in it's a winner all right there uh, you go that's all i needed go Stand ahead Ty. but there are reports that the packers are already working on an extension with jair alexander for a guy like him who's arguably like a top five cornerback in the league how much do you think the whole aaron Rodgers and Devontae adams and what's going on with the packers is affecting his decision process he still has another year but how much do you think that's playing into what he's going to do next Oh, shit. I, I, I wouldn't say much, honestly, because, you know, that's a, once again, that cornerback is a premium position and he was he's coming off an injury plague year. So, um, you know, as a player, you know, you can your time can be cut at any point. So uh, he's one of the best in the game. You got to strike while that iron's hot. You can't be waiting on, on A-Rod. A-Rod's going to be good regardless. He's about to sign a deal that they say it's going to alter the market. You know, he alter the quarterback market. He's going to be good regardless. You got to worry about your own business. So I don't think I don't think uh, Alexander is is too locked in on that. Go ahead, Tom. T. But uh, I saw Minka was posted on Instagram about getting a bag. Um, where is he at as far as like your as safeties go in the league and and like because Tyron Matthews testing the market. Like, mm-hmm. where do you think he'll he'll land as far as safeties getting paid? I mean, he he would be he would probably be, he would be the top guy. Uh, he should be if somebody's getting paid because he's he's younger. Obviously, he could do just like. Uh, Honey Badger, he can do a lot. You know, he's he's good in deep part of the field. He can he can be kind of that rover player. He can cover. Uh, Mika can do a lot. You got uh, Coach Flores back in the fold, so uh, that'll be uh, interesting to see if he has any input on the. They're gonna the bury game the hatchet. They're field. gonna bury the hatchet. It's gonna be fun. Okay, that that you know they should they should. But uh, I'm, I'm I love I love Mika, man. I love Mika. <laughs> I love his game, and hopefully he stays in Pittsburgh too. Get that and get that bag. He definitely deserved it. Uh, there's reports now that Tyron Matthew on Instagram commented on a Saints fan page uh, that had Tyron Matthew going back to New Orleans. You know, oh, the really? LSU guy who is still beloved down there, I would assume. He put, home. He put two fire emojis underneath a um, a Photoshop of him in a Saints jersey. What Do they a- have the money, though? They got to gotta gotta keep cook those, cooking those books, man, because they were – they got to get right. They were seventy-one million over the salary cap. <laughs> They're only forty-two million over now. Only forty-two yeah, million work. over the salary cap. They got to free this out by next week without a quarterback. Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, they got to figure this out next by next week, Darius. Legit. Whenever you look at like uh, it's all fake, everything's fake. It's all bullshit. Yeah, it's all fake. They'll get it done, just like the Chiefs. Hey, why have we gotten to the point in the NFL where we all just? unanimously like yeah salary cap's fake 
Like it's not, it's real. That is a real thing. They're going to fix this. I think at some point, obviously there's going to be some team that doesn't have a salary cap guru whose ownership is going to get very loud. But I feel like once people kind of were able to take advantage of the rules, whether it was Veach in the chiefs or Greenberg down in Tampa or Snead over there in LA, once people started realizing like, Oh, we can actually just manipulate (laughs) this cap. However we want to, whenever we want to like, why isn't everybody doing that? D but do you think that's going to become a thing and a trend and how do they stop? it they don't right they can't you just got to keep finding these smart numbers guys i guess because you know how it is it's, it's do business as business has been done done copycat league all those um, all those things and so i think more people would definitely start doing it um you see uh the rams every all the willing and dealing they did to get a super bowl things are definitely uh, teams are definitely gonna fall 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 in line with uh how business is being done in the nfl right now i love that we 5280 i feel like an idiot though i didn't even see that mile high city man yeah, I thought it was an address. I didn't know what that was. Yeah, me neither. I messed that up. I should have known Cracking that. the code. Best detective in the world. I know. Batman you, over there. Hey, speaking of. All right, let's get to it. I actually told yeah, the boys. Yeah, I was. I heard it was great. I told the boys, let's it wait was. for the Batman talk until the very end here. Let's, let's stay on task here with football. <laughs> you hated Batman. You're not the only one, by the way. A lot of people yeah. did not like Batman. But you you found yourself in the middle of quite a battle there. With yeah, a lot of they got they got me. Were you a normal? Were you a Batman fan going in? Is this something you were you were expecting to like, and then you just hated the emo Batman, or what was it? I'm a uh, I'm a Batman movie fan. Batman movies, Batman cartoons. So I wasn't big in the comic books, and uh, this is more, I think, tailored to the comic fans. You know, because a lot of people were, hey, this is really who Batman is to the core of all this shit. <laughs> I, you know, I've been watching Batman movies since early night. Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson. I want to see a good Batman movie, especially Hell if you're yeah. going to have me there for three hours. So I, I, wasn't, I wasn't feeling I'm not going to spoil any of the movie. But when I walked out of that three-hour movie, emotions were running high. Shot that tweet out. My, my 13-year-old daughter loved it. He, he, she loved, uh, you know, Pattinson. But, How was uh, he different? How does he play the role different than the guys in the past? D-Butt's wrong. He's wrong. It's a good movie. You're wrong, D-Butt. <laughs> Don't talk shit about Batman, dude. When did you find three hours ago? This movie's three hours like Titanic long? 256, Easy. yeah. Oh three hours, You would never in, guess. In, in the theater or can uh-huh. I stream it? You can probably stream it on a legal website, I'm sure, somewhere. You If you watch this at home, there's no way you're staying up. I, I, I stayed up because the, the audio was, was dope. You know, the audio was dope. Some of the vid- visuals were pretty cool storyline the the emo batman bruce wayne he was decent batman terrible bruce wayne uh-huh. horrible bruce wayne so for me Uh-oh, you know okay. i want to see batman i want to see bruce wayne so i like i said i don't want to get too much into the movie but um did you read the you know, comic books though no i didn't read the comics but that nah. sounds like a comment that someone who read the comics like d would say oh he's not a good bruce wayne get out of town dude it's a good movie I mean, come on bro we have val kilmer keaton bell Clooney. We get this dude. You got to have a body ben double to, to, to show they have muscles. Come on, man. Oh, they got a body double for muscles? Oh, I don't know oh, that shit. No. Holy shit. Oh. I respect it. Hey, D-Bud, I appreciate trash. the fact you're a movie critic and a football critic. <laughs> I, I will watch. Batman's the only one that I'm like actually kind of dialed into because I saw the uh, Dark Knight and then the uh, that other one. Dark Knight I'll put it like this. We're, we're, we all grew up wrestling fans. We grew up in the Attitude Era. We saw The Rock, right? We saw The Rock for 20 years. So you saw The Rock for 20 years, and then you turn on The Young Rock. They just give you a whole... Oh, come on. 
TV How critic you, as well. Dude. Did you just bury Young Rock? I love Young that, Rock. That's, that's just, some people love it. Some people want the backstory. Some people want the <laughs> whatever. And some people just want to see, you know, the fucking Brahma Bull, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it. Oh, I appreciate you. I can't wait to see it and see how, uh, you know, if I agree with you or not. Back you might you might love it. You might love it, man. There's zero. If it's three yeah. hours, there is zero chance. There's zero chance it. you're going to watch it, really. Bingo. That's it. Oh, yeah. As soon as I see 256 on the bottom, if I was to scroll through and I see it <laughs> and it says 256, I'm like, is this episodic? Like, is there is there six of these? See, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite with, with, with superhero movies. Three hours. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. We locked in. That's good. But this one, you're two hours in. you like, damn, I know I got another hour of this bullshit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're supposed to be wrapping this up by now. Man. I mean, it was when that thing ended, nobody stayed for the end, the end scene credits. Really. We were out of there, man. But uh, I don't know. That's just, that's just my opinion. Are you a superhero movie? Are you a superhero movie guy? Yeah, big time. Okay, so don't question his legitimacy, you, Connor. It's the best one, so Debo. He says, yeah, all right. Debo was the only Dark Knight Rises, first one that Dark, I saw too, that didn't like it. What's that? I thought Debo was the only and first one I saw that didn't like it. Really? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's getting, like, universal praise. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Debo's in a camp of one Debo, on this one. I haven't seen it, Debo, but I'm with you. Go, hey AJ, check it out, man. Oh, yeah. I trust, I trust D Buds. You know his review of this movie. I, I will check it out. All right, I, I won't I check it out because I trust. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. I trust. And, I, and I went in blind. I didn't do any research. I didn't. I didn't know what comic book it was based off of. I didn't. You know, I knew Pattinson was doing a role, which you know. I already had my feelings there, but uh, oh, I, I was that's, oh, yeah, we that's a preconceived notion right there, D-Buzz. Well, you're going to go for fucking Twilight to Batman. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, the host of the Man to Man podcast. Can't wait to buy that hat. Uh, movie critic, Darius Butler. <laughs> uh, we have some big news coming out of the NFL right now. Tom Pelissero is reporting that the NFL is suspending Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley indefinitely for at least the 2022 season for gambling on NFL games after he left the team last season. Holy hell. <laughs> this is massive. In the world with sports gambling growing and blossoming, we knew that there was going to be some moments in time where it was going to be talked about and conversated about. When I went into the NFL, when AJ went into the NFL, or even college, there were signs all over the wall that basically said, don't be Pete Rose. It's not worth it. Do not gamble with your legacy, your career in sports gambling. Don't do it. Calvin Ridley now at least out for the 2022 season. Who knows how much further that's going to be. I guess they'll have to dive into the weeds on how much money or who he was betting on and how he was betting on. He was away from the team. I don't think that's been disclosed publicly, although there has been some rumors behind the scenes that there was some stuff going on personally for Calvin Ridley, and it was excused by the Falcons. This is a bomb from Tom Pelissero. Hopefully Calvin Ridley doesn't have a gambling issue. Hopefully Calvin Ridley doesn't have anything else going on in his life, but this is a bad look for Calvin Ridley, and I assume the NFL is going to make an example out of this as the sports gambling world continues to evolve. Well, so he gambled on NFL games when he was already had on a leave of absence from the team. This is what got Pete Rose blackballed from all of baseball, right? It's the reason why he, they won't let him into the Hall of Fame still. Well, allegedly Pete Rose was gambling on games that he was managing, like the actual games, yeah. and who... 
I mean, people don't care it about the It has to be pretty details. big, too. Right? If, if he's getting busted for this, it has to be who, like, was it just on some website? Was it with bookies? Like, how does it work? It had to be a substantial amount of money, too, I would imagine, for them to do this. Quick research. Where's Calvin Ridley from? Can we look into that? Is it Alabama. A, is it a legal state? Yeah, and he's in Georgia. I don't think either of those states are legal, so I'm not 100% sure he's from if this is Florida. on a Florida. it's not legal either, no. so he was probably with a bookie maybe. And by the way, if it's with a bookie, this is so much worse because there's no regulations. Yeah. Who knows how big it I mean, it is just not that this isn't already bad. This is bad. Can't have people betting on things that they're involved with. Now, Calvin Ridley's not on the team, so that's probably will be his defense. I'm not playing. I'm here. But there are so many meetings that happen throughout the season where you're not even allowed to go to a casino and get a free room from gambling on blackjack in the NFL. The NFL for a long time has tried its absolute best to separate from gambling because the Shields and integrity needs to be kept intact that is always what we were pitched in all of those meetings i never gambled on games or sports or anything like that when i was in the league i had friends that did it i didn't know anything about it love blackjack though Mm -hmm. man i love poker love blackjack and those are always my questions so you're telling me if i go to a place in vegas and i win a bunch of money on the blackjack table and they're like hey you get a free penthouse they're like you can't take that because it's from gambling i'm allowed to play blackjack but not allowed to receive any of the extra benefits that gambling could potentially bring now with the whole regulations and gambling coming in there this could get messy is everybody's fear hopefully that's not the case there's some more notes zito says coming out about this um falcons calvin ridley suspended through at least the 2022 seasons for betting on nfl games in 2021 season nfl commissioner roger goodell today suspended calvin ridley of the atlanta falcons definitely through at least the conclusion of the 22 season for betting on nfl games in 21 season the activity took place during a five-day period in late november 2021 while ridley was not with the team and was away from the club's facility with non-football illness list a league investigation uncovered no evidence indicating any inside information was used or that any game was compromised in any way nor was there evidence suggesting any awareness by coaches staff teammates or anybody else in a letter to ridley notifying him of his suspension commissioner goodell wrote there is nothing more fundamental to the nfl's success and the reputation of everyone associated with our league than upholding the integrity of the game this is the responsibility of every player coach owner game official and anyone also employed in the league your actions put the integrity of the game at risk threatened to damage public confidence in professional football and potentially undermine the reputations of your fellow players throughout the NFL. For decades, gambling on NFL games has been considered among most significant violations of league policy warranting the most substantial sanction. In your case, I acknowledge and commend you for your promptly reporting for an interview and for admitting your actions. Ridley made petition for reinstatement on or after February 15, 2023, pursuant to the NFL-NFLPA collective uh, bargaining agreement, he may appeal his suspension by filing notice within three days. A five-day period. He was probably, what, around a bookie in a group that was betting on something, and the bookie got caught, and then the bookie ratted, or somebody in the group got in over their head, or something like that. I don't know, understand how that could have happened or taken place, but that is something the NFL has been very, very, very diligent on. Since I was in the league, since AJ was in the league, since long before, they knew that it happened, and it's not something they want with their league. Now, FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars, all NFL sponsors, that does not mean that the players, coaches, or anybody associated with the NFL is allowed to gamble on. It just comes with the job. It's a sad situation. Hopefully, 
uh, you know, everything's okay. But that is, that's a bomb to come on a Monday out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, he's still on his rookie deal. For him anymore either. I learned from my L's. L's from yesterday. Says Calvin Ridley, 3.34 p.m., March 6, 2022. Does that mean gambling? No, no, no. He means, no, no. no life. He means life. Life. Bigger. Bigger. Maybe. He and what if he's great? It says in the letter, though. In the letter, though, that shows at least his path to being reinstated when Goodell said, I, what, I, I commend you for mm-hmm. reporting for the interview promptly and admitting what you did. So that way, you say, all right, I see a path where they'll let him back in. What if he won so much that the bookie was like, this fucking guy isn't even allowed to be gambling? <laughs> yeah. You know, what if, what if he turned himself in? What if he won so much that the bookie couldn't pay him, so he turned him in? That's what, like, maybe. You know, you have no idea. And also, most bookies that are working are working with some sort of organized crime, you know? That's Are why, they? like, FanDuel is so awesome mm-hmm. because you feel like, you know, you're safe. You're going to get your money in an efficient fashion and, you know, all that other stuff. That's scary, though. That's very yeah. scary stuff. Hopefully Calvin Ridley's all right. Hopefully he's okay. But that – they're not going to be light on this. No. no. That ain't something they're going to back off. The NFL is not going to back off of this because of what he said about the integrity of the shield. It's been something they pitched for a long time. There's numerous meetings that are like, not nah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You fuck everybody over. Ah. Not worth it. It's not worth it. Do they keep his rights? Do the Falcons keep? Because like he's going into his last year of his rookie deal. So is he? Get, does he get cut from the Falcons? Or he probably go on the exemption list, I assume. And he loses. It's got to be some exemption list, non-football exempt or something, right? And he loses a salary of eleven million dollars next Jeez. year. I guess. Last year, man. All right. We'll learn from this. Mm-hmm. Hope every player and coach learns from this. It sucks that Calvin Ridley is going to be the example, but that's just the way it is. Uh, and hopefully everybody else will understand that if you get the pleasure and the honor of representing the NFL, there are some things you can't do. For instance, you can't get drunk on a Tuesday and get arrested. You will get suspended. Okay? Mm-hmm. There are other things you can't do, like gamble on games or give information to people to gamble on games. And that has been something that has been very well known since the beginning of the NFL, basically. Think you want to come on Hammer Don? I don't think I don't think know if Hammer Don Maybe. is right. To, what if we hire him for the year? Oh, <laughs> God. all right, dude, you're now the new host yeah. of Hammer Don, <laughs> Calvin Ridley. Because Pete Rose has become like a oh, handicapper, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He moved to Vegas. Like he's like, yeah, I love gambling. I'm good at it too. Fuck. Yeah. You know the thing that none of the reports Pete Rose said none of the reports say I was winning. Like, yeah. well, I was winning these bets. That's not normal either. How come nobody gives me any credit? I wonder who Calvin bet on. Good question. I yeah, would love to know. Someone, someone snitched on him. That's how they want to get caught. They were playing know. Jacksonville. Well, that and, they, we, and Atlanta won. So maybe that. But well, he said he wasn't bet on his, Atlanta, did they? Yeah, he, I think they said that nobody was, was oh, okay. compromised mm-hmm. on. I don't think they said anybody was compromised. Who knows if he was betting on his team? Though. Yeah, we don't know. What if he was betting on Ohio State against Michigan? That's not NFL. On NFL. Oh, NFL game. Yeah. The issue NFL. is the NFL games. Five-day period? Yeah, it must have been on like a little bit of a bender, a little bit of a run. Had a friend around that was a bookie. Probably talked him into it, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe he lost a bunch, and he was like, ah, fuck it. I, I never bet. I'm not paying you. And then the bookie was Did he like, turn oh, over okay. his phone and let him check text messages and stuff? By the way, I don't think bookies, if you don't pay, they turn you into the cops. I think they... Break your legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Something had to, Somebody had to have gotten caught. I think bookie yeah. got caught. I think it makes it would make more sense if he won a shitload of money and this guy was like, oh, okay, well, I can't pay this guy, and I know he's not supposed to be betting, so. I'll just, I'll just roll over yeah. and die here. Right. Yeah, I'm running an illegal operation, but this motherfucker's doing something he's not supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess, you think we'll ever find out? 
what happened? Yeah, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll learn more about this. I don't know how much, like exactly details, but yeah, we'll learn more. More, I bet. Hope Calvin's okay, man. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. That's oh, Jack Doyle. It is also breaking news. Jack Doyle, tight end for the Indianapolis Colts of Western Kentucky fame, has retired. Wow. Jack Doyle here in Indianapolis, legend, went to high school here, went to college at a small school. I think he was picked up by the Titans, then they released him, then we picked him up in free agency. He came in, put his head down, and just went to work. Beloved by everybody in the Colts building, everybody in Indianapolis, has done nothing but better everywhere he has ever been. I love Jack Doyle. He was my left wing on my punt team. That's how he got his start in the NFL. He was nothing but a grinder, took care of me, and then he got more and more prominent in the offense, still had to play special teams, grew an incredible beard. He's a stud. I love that dude. Congrats on a hell of a career, Jack. Yeah, maybe Jack. Western, uh, Western Kentucky, I believe, was the college he went to. I was a fan of his back then, watching him in college play. Hell of a, just a grinder. Like I, I think he probably ran a slow 40 if they timed it, but he was... One of those foxhole guys, right? Yes. You had to be in a foxhole with somebody, you're going to take old Jack Doyle. Whatever, yes. Leader... Hard worker, lunch pail guy, first one in, last one out, all those things. Jack Doyle, absolute legend here in Indianapolis. Congrats on a hell of a career, Jack Doyle. Now you can officially gamble on sports, (laughs) which is welcome to the park. Hopefully you'll do well. He knows a lot about football. That dude knows he has a very high football IQ. I'll be excited to see what he does next. All right, we're back tomorrow. Hammer Don is in 15 minutes. What if Calvin saw your guys' show? And was like, oh, these are winners. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Well, it's coming out from my silly one that it was parlays. He was betting on parlays, which professional bettors will tell you that parlays will always get you in the end. <laughs> All right. We're back tomorrow. <laughs> See you then. AJ, thank you, pal. Hey, thank you. Hey, your Big shirt, show tomorrow. Your shirt's awesome. Oh, yeah, a couple dogs on here. Those are your dogs? Uh, it's placed. It says working dogs, I believe, on here from a kennel right. I had one of my dogs for a little bit. Yeah. Nice. All right, it's a cool shirt, dude. You look cool. It's a cool shirt. Thanks. All right, see you tomorrow, everybody. (laughs) Bye.